helping people find recovery. This show is pre-recorded. For our fellow Americans, may your heart be as strong as the barbed wire around the Capitol. And your courage is as vast as America's debt. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Just don't understand. Maybe we do, son. Don't think you have a corner on all of virtue vision in the country, or that everybody else is fat and selfish, and you're the first generation to come along that's felt dissatisfied. They all have, you know, about different things, and most of them didn't have the same opportunity and freedoms that you do. It's not perfect, but it's a great deal better than when we grew up. A hundred men standing in the street hoping for one job, selling apples on the street corner. That's one of the things we were dissatisfied about, and you don't see that much anymore. I don't know. Maybe part of it's the fact that you're in a hurry. You've grown up on instant orange juice. Flip a dial, instant entertainment. Turn a key, push a pedal, instant transportation. Flash a card, instant money. Shove in a problem, push a few buttons, instant answers. But some problems you can't get quick answers to no matter how much you want them. Show me how to get rid of the unlimited capacity for human beings to make themselves believe that they're somehow right and justified in stealing from somebody. While you're at it, don't break things up in the name of progress or crack a placard stick over somebody's head to help him see the light. Be careful of his rights, because your property and your person and your rights aren't any better than his. And next time, you may be the one to get it. So hang in. Don't try to build a new country. Make the old one work. It has for over 400 years. And by the world's standards, that's hardly more than yesterday. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. So glad you're joining me. And I've uh, got quite a show for you today, actually. I love that. Uh, so a little, you know... Um, little Joe Friday for you. What can I say? <laughs> I love going back in the Wayback Machine and, and uh, providing some some clips because if, if I have to play uh, Biden's clips, I don't know. I might gouge my eyes um, <laughs> because I can't handle listening to him. This was this was his clip from uh, from today. I can only stand to play 13 seconds. But here you go. By his exit strategy, the, the president also acknowledging that the administration was caught off guard by the speed of the Taliban takeover. The truth yeah, is, right. this did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. No, it was actually planned. I mean, <laughs> planned chaos. Anyway, I welcome you to the show. They love theater. Uh, they're very calculating. Give me a break. They wanted it to, to go like this. And so I don't believe that for a hot minute. Um, but somebody's in his ear talking to him and he's just repeating the words on camera. So there you go. Welcome to the show. And uh, I had a lot of fun hosting Alex Jones fourth hour today and on to our show. And let me just tell you, I have a sheriff on with me who made the headlines. And as we are facing the fall and the winter and they are telling us, you know, a pack of lies like the Delta variant, all, all of this stuff going on. Are we going to be looking at more lockdowns? Are we, uh, what about the fraud issue? It just so happens that uh, Afghanistan came the exact same time they should have been talking about voter fraud with the Mike Lindell symposium. Why didn't they? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, they like to divert the headlines. So I actually have uh, Sheriff Darleaf on with me from Michigan. And then I have Scott McEwen, who wrote uh, American Sniper, coming on to talk about Afghanistan. But Sheriff Leaf and I are going to be talking a little bit about how to how to how to find a constitutional sheriff. What what do we need to look for? What made him stand? What made him do what he did to protect uh, the citizens in Michigan? What was it? Um, what's key? 
What do we need to know? I know. See, I have a lot of questions. But there's so many things that he did. And, and when he got into the headlines, and boy, did he get into the headlines. Um, Miss Michigan sheriff enlists private eye to grill clerk about, you know, vote fraud. And, um, I, you know, all kinds of headlines. And I just, I sat and talked with uh, with Dar at the, with Sheriff Leaf at, at Freedom Fest. And he gave a wonderful uh, presentation about what he did. And I'm just excited to have you. So welcome to the show, Sheriff Darleaf. How are you? I love that lead-in you had, too, with a dragnet. Right, right. That, that, was, that was perfect. Right? I just, I love the old old shows, old clips. The stuff we get we get to view now is just crap. So I like to go back to the old stuff. I'm a little bit of an old soul. Um, but, you know, I, I, I loved it when you suggested that Whitmer's kidnapping could be a citizen's arrest and, and, and that you were right there with the machines and the election fraud uh, that was going on, that it was so obvious. What, what gave you that what do you call it you know the the stand quality the take a stand quality what made you like that what made you take a stand confidence Mm. and a lot of it had to do with the cspoa but when i first got elected you gotta understand i went from deputy all the way up to sheriff i was never a sergeant lieutenant or anything in between wow i didn't like what was going on in my community i didn't like the good old boy scratch my back scratch yours Mm -hmm. and uh it just didn't play right with me i thought it was that's corruption right and uh, so I decided to run and uh, knocked on a lot of doors. Did you? Yeah. And, you know, oh, my goodness, yes, I did. I, I put my head down and just knocked on doors. Good for you, and, though. And uh, we set a record on the most people voting in my county in a primary. Mm. Wow. And I think it was just, I think it was the just boots on the ground, knock on the door, mm. talk to people. Old school. I like that. And, uh, yeah. and the fact that that, con- that connection, face-to-face connection, so you could be sincere and say, this is what I want. Um, were you raised to understand the Constitution? Was this something, what, when did this come, kind of come along in your life uh, to give you that, that, that confidence when you wanted to run for sheriff and you knew what you wanted to, the kind of sheriff you wanted to be? Oh, it really wasn't the confidence to run. It was a necessary necessity to run mm. and i was like so many others that run for office i had kind of an i don't want to call it an axe to grind but you, right. you want to make the changes you want to correct things and uh i had a game plan when i got elected there was a five-year plan i was going to implement mm-hmm. and that that helped a lot that people could actually see this is what i was going to do and uh yeah it just the confidence came later because when i first got elected I, I'm not kidding. I sat in the, we call it the corner office. Mm-hmm. I sat in the chair and I, I literally put my feet up on the desk and said, hmm, now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, Daunting. Anyways, so I started doing research on the office of the sheriff and I started out with a Anderson's book on the sheriff. And those are, there's two of them that are really, really thick. Mm. And uh, then I had a lot of people, I mean, as soon as my, uh, I announced that I won. I had people calling me saying, hey, we got to talk. we got to talk about this that's going on with the federal government. We gotta, and I'm going, what? Oh, wait a minute, time out here. Right. And so I started doing some research on the office of the sheriff. I knew it was more than a police chief because it was an elected office countywide. And there wasn't any schools on it. We had the new sheriff's school, mm-hmm. and that was, that was helpful, don't get me wrong. That's through the Michigan Sheriff's Association. But it, it, I still felt like there was something missing. Hmm. And uh, so I started doing research, and then I met an attorney. His name is Carson Tucker. He's a common law attorney 
and a JAG attorney for the military. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he, uh, he did a PowerPoint presentation talking about the history of the sheriff and the recognition of the sheriff being the chief law enforcement officer by uh, the state and federal courts. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it went on right on down the line. It was a long presentation. Hmm. So I hooked up with him, and we, I started sharing information with him. And uh, then I started getting involved with uh, a common law group about three years ago. And that kind of put me in another league, as in they start showing me stuff like the Marbury cases and stuff, stuff they don't sure. show us today. Right. The Henkel case and stuff like that. Hmm. I love this. Stuff, that, stuff I never heard of in any right. academy. Sure. And which is a shame, by the way. They should be teaching that. I mean, that's a, that's a shame because these are the things that you need to know to be able to stand for the citizenry, do the job effectively. You need to, you know, have that history. And so it's a shame that they're not teaching that, but I'm glad that you, you know, had the wherewithal to make sure that you knew those things. That's, in, that's huge. That's important for people to understand when they're, when they're hiring a sheriff, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. in my fifth term, and I said, you know, I'm finally getting the hang of this. after the fifth term wow you're in your fifth term that's a little sarcasm no i uh, I just started getting pretty confident after the first couple of years right right and started understanding the proper role of it and there was a fourth grade question my son had when in his elementary class what's the proper role of government yeah and i asked that to anybody who wants to run for office i said you better be able to answer that question Mm. and they sit there and they start you know talk about taxes they talk talk about protecting people and right and they, they go through all this stuff that's way off base. Sure. It's simple. Your job as government is to protect people's rights. Well, amen to that. I, you came out pretty strong on the fraud that everyone in the country knew was going on. I would say the vast majority, unless they had their heads in the sand. And, uh, and you talked about it being unlawful counting and manufacturing and hundreds of thousands of illegal, ineligible, duplicate, or purely fictitious ballots in the state of Michigan. When you came out and you were all over the news, did you get a lot of pushback from county commissioners or people that, um, you know, in the city offices and the county offices and the state? Did you get any pushback? The worst pushback (laughs) I got was when I was in front of the news media talking about the, uh, they were trying to pin the uh, two guys in my county that got arrested for that, taking part in that plot against Mm -hmm. the governor. And I can't remember what the news reporter said that kind of set me off. And I'm going, wait a minute, these guys are innocent until proven guilty. Right. We shouldn't be trying them in the media. Mm. And there was, but there was a lot of stuff that was getting released, and I've never seen anything like it. It was like, holy cow, what are you guys doing? Right. Uh, this, this is not right. And I was approached at a, a couple of rallies, and I didn't think the people were serious about housing the governor if they had arrested her. And my reaction back was, you know, you give me the proper paperwork from the court of my jurisdiction, I'll house just about anybody. Hmm. And uh, it didn't dawn on me anybody was serious about doing this. And reality, we don't know if these guys were serious about it yet because more and more stuff is popping up about the case. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyhow, after I made those comments and I rattled off the MCL number, which is Michigan Compiled Law number for citizen arrest, and the only reason I read that off is because that's what was given to me by somebody who uh, thought the citizens could do that. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my goodness, we got doxxed. It was, I bet you, three phone calls a minute for Jeez. three weeks straight, 24-7. Oh, I, Nasty. yeah. 
I can't even imagine. I mean, this is, you know, you have this insanely crazy weirdo governor anyway, and then they wanted to take this into a three-ring circus on their spin in the media. And then, of course, you've got this situation because, you know, there was was a definite blocking of the information there in Michigan, and people knew it. And so I'm sure you had a lot of citizens calling you and going, yes, (laughs) somebody's saying it. It's a sheriff. This is great. Yeah, oh, I had a, my own sheriff's association uh, did a press release uh, shaming me. Uh, my own prosecutor here in town here did the same thing. Hmm. Uh, prosecuting attorneys association, and you look what's happening now. This case is kind of falling apart. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And uh, because they tried to spin it, they tried to take it into and do something with the headlines that turned her into a victim, and people noticed that. I mean, it's it's not. It was pretty obvious what they were trying to do with that. But I can understand how you know what 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 recourses do we have as individuals, as citizens of this country? So we're going to come right back a little bit more with uh, Sheriff Dar Leaf L E A F Leaf, and uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Lansing, uh, Michigan was writing the story that I was commenting on. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Have you considered the many benefits of a reverse mortgage but just haven't talked to an expert? Maybe you tried to get a reverse mortgage, but the numbers didn't quite work. With home values at all-time highs and low interest rates, now is the perfect time to get a reverse mortgage. My clients love their reverse mortgages, and you can too. Hi, I'm Justin Bundy with Gideon Reverse Mortgage. Call me today at 435-580-2300 or find me at justinreverse.com. Do you love your reverse mortgage like my clients do? What if you could get more cash from your reverse mortgage and possibly lower your interest rate. Home values are sky high and interest rates are really low. That is why now is the time to refinance your reverse mortgage. Hi, I'm Justin Bundy at Gideon Reverse Mortgage. Call me today while the opportunity is so good at 435-580-2300 or find me at justinreverse.com. You have to be 65 years or older for a reverse mortgage. There are several factors to consider with reverse mortgages. Conditions apply. Justin Bundy, MLS ID 933889. Loan Officer, Gideon Reverse Mortgage, a division of American Pacific Mortgage. NMLS 1850. Equal housing opportunity. Lionsgate has given me my family back. Whole new outlook on life. Gave me a little bit of self-worth. Shown me how to be comfortable in my own skin. Been one of the biggest blessings in my life. So many gifts. The most important thing I learned in treatment was acceptance. Honesty. I feel true joy. Happiness. I get to live a life that I'm proud of. My favorite thing about Lionsgate is to, to get to know my true authentic self. We are people in recovery helping people find recovery. What if I told you the next 53 seconds could change your life? I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. And while this ad might not be for everyone, if what I'm about to describe sounds familiar, you need to call us today. Let me get to the point. You've heard all the medical terms or nicknames, but ED is real. In fact, most of the people we work with deal with depression, unsatisfied relationships, an unhappy spouse, and even confidence issues. People think it's just about the bedroom. But if you're struggling with ED, you know it's far more. At Prolong Medical Center, our treatment plans have an 85% success rate. Yes, 85%. 
If privacy is keeping you from picking up the phone, we get it. This is why we have a discreet entrance and spread appointments out. Worried about price? Don't stress. Treatment is affordable and transparent. Your case is not hopeless. This can change your life. Prolong Medical Center in St. George. Online at ProlongMedicalCenter.com. The kids are adults now, but you still want to help them prepare for when times might not be so good. Set them upright with help from the preparedness professionals at Your Family Still Matters. Get back to the basics with home canning, wheat grinding, and home baking essentials. Your Family Still Matters has home dehydrators and sprouting seeds. Stock up on water filtration, camping gear, and mountain house freeze-dried meals. Sleep better at night knowing you set the kids upright. Your Family Still Matters. South Bluff in Holiday Square. Under the big yellow sign that says paintball food storage and violins. This breaking health news is for those with chronic lung disease or post-COVID breathing complications. There is no need to suffer any longer. True Health now has a breakthrough treatment that brings relief to damaged lungs. Be one of the first 15 people to call 435-447-4343 and receive a free consultation. This groundbreaking treatment uses the power of your own body to naturally heal and restore tissue, allowing your lungs to work the way they are supposed to. This simple office procedure requires no downtime. Be one of the first 15 people to call 435-447-4343 to receive your free consultation. Imagine living the active life you want without feeling like you're breathing through a straw. Be one of the first 15 people to call True Health at 435-447-4343 and receive a free consultation. It's time to come up for air. Call now and you can start breathing easier. You went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart savings strategies, You'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded. Oh, call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. machine am i right uh what is that like 70s 80s anyways welcome back to the show make sure you get over to mypillow.com and uh and let me just say um you're gonna love the products but right now because of what's happening to him via the government um and exposing voter fraud uh that's mike lindell the mypillow guy he's actually extending the savings onto you at up to 66 percent off this is a great time to grab christmas gifts because i don't know what's going to be going on in the fall and winter shortages wise and everything else i would grab christmas gifts i would you know you're also helping truth and radio you're also helping mike lindell who i've partnered up with uh to expose uh to 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 expose voter fraud and of course we get the afghanistan chaos in the midst of when they should have been commenting on that symposium because they did have fake news media there and so um here we are right um just make sure that you go to mypillow.com support truth and radio it supports the show keeps me on the air keeps uh him um doing what he's doing because i don't know of anyone else private citizen wise that's doing what mike's doing 
and putting himself uh, in harm's way doing it. Make sure you support him, support the show, and get the most wonderful products you've ever had. If you're a snorer, get the Blue Label Pillow from My Pillow. Um, it really does. It takes out the snoring. It's awesome. You will love me for this. Just email me and tell me you'll love me for this one. Blue Label, and it's only sold on MyPillow.com. Not even in the retail stores anyway. So, um, my guest is oh you oh make sure and use the code Kate K A T E. That's that's what gets you the sixty six percent savings. K A T E, and I really appreciate you doing that. Um, so my guest is Sheriff Darleaf. You will recognize him from being all over the news. Um, and in, in uh, you know, when the, when the whole voting fraud was going on, because you were actually a dar, you were actually, uh, wanting to seize machines and, and say, you know, this is going on. Everybody could see, I mean, this was, this was just a joke that they tried to pass this off as an election, but I love as a sheriff that you went forward to do that. And when I was talking to you about giving you that, you know, where'd you get that wherewithal to really jump in the fray and, and do this? You were actually a Democrat. Yeah. Starting out, <laughs> growing up. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say a Democrat. I didn't know what I was, but my parents, my dad was a UAW. I worked at General Motors in Lansing and retired from their Democrat. Wow. Wow. And, uh, back when they actually yeah. believed in the Constitution. Yes, yes. Like it's gone yeah. through a lot of changes. It's been hijacked quite a bit by this very, very liberal Communist Party. So, yeah. I was just going to say it's Communist Party now. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And so so you decide, you're, you're watching all this unfold, and you decide, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to try to try to protect voting, which absolutely is, you know, is something that you should be doing. Do, do you think sheriffs don't realize that they could have done that too? Because I, I was, you know, we should have seen sheriffs all over the country trying to protect voting when they were noticing all these things going on. Well, the problem we have is that there was no, in my whole career, there's never been any training on recognizing voter fraud or investigating it. Right. And I'm true. seeing that with people too, who are like the poll watchers, I don't know if anybody in the polls there had called 911 to report any of this fraud mm. or any of the stuff that's illegal. Like uh, Detroit, they showed a, um, somebody had a picture, and, and I've got I've to say I haven't confirmed the picture yet, mm-hmm. but there was a picture of a hot box for the Internet plugged mm-hmm. in and plugged into the, one of the, uh, the counters there, the tabulators. Right, right. And nobody called 911 on it. Wow. And that's a crime. And so the jurisdiction of the sheriff is that you can do what you did, correct? I mean... I never I never confiscated anything, with, mm-hmm. but that kind of got blown out of proportion there. I got an attorney who's very aggressive, and that's at Carson Tucker. Mm. And he suggested I do that. And that was on a... He suggested that in an email to... Well, I can't remember who the uh, other attorney was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never did because our clerk's office, they tape off the ends of the, the anything where you can uh, put like a thumb drive or a card inside the uh, tabulator. So right. they, the clerk's office already had that stuff, and I had no place to put them because we're a small sheriff's office, and I don't have room for something like that right. and be able to secure them. Sure, sure. Well, I absolutely love that you did this, and I'm sure you, you got both things. You got a lot of citizens grateful that you took a stand, and I'm sure that you got a lot of uh, people that really wanted this voter fraud to go through, and even just for political reasons, you know what I mean? Like, well, our team won, so there. And I'm sure that that phone did not stop ringing for a very long time. And was that worth it? Was it worth going through this, and, and would you do it again? 
mean, was, we're still going through it. <laughs> That's right. You're right. No, you're it's, totally right. It, well, people want a, a, they want quick answers right now. Mm-hmm. And no, this is going to be a long investigation. And mm-hmm. we are also investigating other crimes that happen in the county on top of this. I mean, we have, most counties have problems with criminal sexual conduct that calls. Uh, we have a missing person we're looking sure. for. Uh, we've got a murder case that we're working on and, and something that's might be an attempted murder case where that we're working on but all this stuff <clears throat> adds up on top of you trying to get this voter fraud investigation going and Barry county has always been a very very good conservative county and the clerks take a lot of pride in how clean their elections are mm. so uh like when you hear the headlines that we interrogated i know these I, I don't. It, was, it was an interview <laughs> My investigator called and made the appointments to meet with them. There wasn't like an ambush interview or anything like that. Sure. Um, there, and there was the, one report mm-hmm. that our county clerk was escorted out of the building. No, that never happened. No. <laughs> Don't you love how they just pad these stories with all these, you know, just exchanges and and the wording they use? I, I'm always amazed at, at how creative they get. They should be, you know, little fiction writers. But um, to try, try to get the facts straight, it's it's difficult in these articles by by the mainstream. Um, but I just, what would you tell sheriffs out there? Um, you know, you're, you're part of a wonderful organization with Sheriff Richard Mack, and that's how I met you. And I was so impressed with the caliber of sheriffs that I met, and what a great group that, that were there to say, you know what, we're going to stand for our citizens. That's our job, and you clearly know your job. And so what would you want um, other sheriffs to know? The Constitution. And, see, people say, it's not your job, Sheriff, to interpret the Constitution. Well, no, it's the supreme law of the land. It's my job to enforce it. Mm. And that's where we have to go out and start having sheriffs read it, understand it, study it, and then they've got a good handle on it. Uh, I got involved with Richard Mack, I think, since he started the CSPOA, which nice. is the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association. Mm-hmm. So that went for us. Wow. <laughs> good job. <laughs> anyway, uh, I went, and they... The first conference I went to, they explained to us about Agenda 21. Uh, nice. They explained to us on stuff going on with um, Sheriff Joe down in Arizona, mm-hmm. the border. And uh, anyways, I come back, and my chin hasn't come off the ground since. And I'm scratching my head going, how, how is the government getting away with this stuff? Right. I, and I already knew about Ruby Ridge and Waco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've always told my guys, if you can handle it with a phone call and use a tactical team, the team's done, and you're out of job. Good for you. Wow. It, it's, it just, it's that simple, really. Yeah, yeah we make things okay. far too complicated, and uh, it seems like they almost want that outcome because that's what they're gearing up for. It's disturbing it's sometimes. the education piece that I got that gave me the confidence to mm. stand up. I love this. I love this. What would you tell people that cast a vote for a sheriff? What would you tell them to look for? How do they find somebody like you? Ask the tough questions. Ask them, what is the proper role of government? Mm. See what their answer is. And the correct answer is, just like it says in the Declaration, is to protect our rights. Ask them if they've read the Constitution or studied it. Even the Declaration of Independence, because that's kind of where this form of government started here. Mm -hmm. And uh, start looking at stuff like they post now. See where they're at. I love it. 
I think it's, this is just so important, and I, I, I love that you saw something happening um, with the election and that you were willing to at least stand up and say something, put your name out there, do something, uh, because it means a lot to uh, the rest of, of the citizenry of the country to know that somebody would do that in that position. I mean, it's huge. And, and maybe next time, maybe you've given that confidence to maybe other sheriffs that just don't just are a little bashful. I don't know what their problem is, but maybe a little bashful in in wanting to take these stands. I mean, sheriff of the county is a big deal because it's really the only thing standing in the way um, of sometimes the feds and us and them getting away with things. And and so do do you, I'm sure you train all your your guys to know what you know to to, to do, do this. Working things, on right? it, there's some reluctancy there because they all went through a police academy. Oh. And in the academy, they train more towards Supreme Court cases or maybe old Court of Appeals cases that haven't been challenged. I see. And uh, that's how they do it. And it, it's a lot of it is protecting the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the agency from liability. And uh, and don't get me wrong, those court cases are very very interesting, but they still don't teach us the boundaries. Mm like they should yeah. on government. And, you know, I'm a sheriff, I'm elected, I'm, I'm the government, I have boundaries. And they also don't teach us what to recognize when the other two branches are out of line. Mm. That's interesting. Hmm. You know, yeah, we're the enforcement. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Sheriff Leaf, uh, you know, with everything going on this year, um, with uh, cops in the news and, and, and everything else, you know, I, I, you know, I know a lot of people have differing views and I feel like you need our support. And I also feel like, um, you know, how do how, what, what should we do as communities to support you and also for people to be able to understand what they can do, what they can't do. And, uh, you know, how, how, how does the citizenry support this? How can we get behind uh, well, good sheriffs, good cops? My, my son was in school and, uh, he had a very liberal teacher, and they mm-hmm. were, I think it was a government class, and they started talking about defunding the police. I was mm-hmm. so proud of him because he piped up, and he says, why would you defund something yeah. that's been underfunded for decades? Mm. And yeah. I just sat there, I'm smiling at my boy. <laughs> and uh, you wonder why there's uh, there are so many police shootings, yeah. and I'm talking about police officers shooting um, criminals. Mm-hmm. And it's because we teach towards that. We teach officers how to survive. And we teach better when you can and cannot shoot. Mm. And uh, citizenry, like with the concealed pistol groups there, we're starting to teach them too now. And now you're starting to see that pop up every now and then where people are getting more confident on when they can take a human life when it's when it's lawful. Right. Uh, am I going the right direction for you? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's okay. really what I wanted to know. Yeah. It's like, how can we support you? I mean, you know, there's just been so many different messages out there. So it's frustrating. Yeah. I know and we only have about 30 seconds, but go ahead. Yeah, you can support us by reading the Constitution yourself. And don't just, don't just read the Bill of Rights. Right. Go read what the limitations are on the president, limitations are on Congress. Uh, when Donald Trump was getting impeached a second time, there's a reason why that the chief justice wasn't there. Mm. It was that egregious. Yeah. And take action on it. Absolutely. I love I love hearing from you. I'm really hoping you can come back on the show um, in the future as well, because I, I think a lot of people have a lot to learn from you and we can shore up our counties. And that's really what we need to be doing is looking at local um, our local sheriffs and county commissioners and things like that. Uh, Sheriff Darleaf, uh, thank you. Proud to call you a friend. Thank you.
Really appreciate yeah, you. Thank you. Um, love that, don't you? And uh, I'll be right back. Open phone lines, 888-673-1450. Uh, what an outstanding guy, and I'm so glad he took a stand. Took a stand. It's all, it's all, that, that's the difference, isn't it? Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. of nature is hiring but why work here with a lot of opportunities for growth and a long list of benefits the real question is why wouldn't you we offer free lunch including homemade soups salads burritos and other delicious meals that are prepared daily not to mention our free smoothie bar open to every employee we also offer access to your own personal trainer to help achieve your fitness goals 24-hour access to a physician and free balance of nature product All of our benefits are here to help our employees live healthy and fulfilling lifestyles. Balance of Nature also offers educational opportunities to help our employees grow inside of the company. Balance of Nature is growing at an unprecedented rate, and there is plenty of room for you to grow with us. So don't miss out on an opportunity of a lifetime. Come join the fastest growing team in Southern Utah. Start here and start your career by going to balanceofnature.com slash careers to see a list of job openings and apply today. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. Best mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the best mattress, 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? Ten years ago, my wife and I began the Gold Ore Store right here in the heart of southern Utah's Dixie. Hi, friends and neighbors, it's Greg Neal, co-owner of the world-famous, award-winning Gold Ore Store. Gold Ore Store has become the leader and top choice of thousands of residents and non-residents alike for express purpose of getting their hard funds out of the government-controlled, no-interest-paying banks and credit unions, trading it in for real money, silver, gold bullion, and high-valued tradable and collectible coins. As our 10-year anniversary has arrived, we've prepared several great things for you. Number one, we have a brand new location just for the gold and silver portion of the business, which is secure and has its own parking. Number two, we'll still offer the same services at our original location for smaller purchase volumes. Number three, we'll be awarding our clients this entire year with gifts of thank you and support from the Gold Ore Store. Come see why we are the inflation killer. GoldOreStore.com, 435-703-9119. What if I told you the next 53 seconds could change your life? I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. And while this ad might not be for everyone... If what I'm about to describe sounds familiar, you need to call us today. Let me get to the point. You've heard all the medical terms or nicknames, but ED is real. In fact, most of the people we work with deal with depression, unsatisfied relationships, an unhappy spouse, and even confidence issues. People think it's just about the bedroom. But if you're struggling with ED, you know it's far more. At Prolong Medical Center, our treatment plans have an 85% success rate. Yes, 85%. If privacy is keeping you from picking up the phone, we get it. This is why we have a discreet entrance and spread appointments out. Worried about price? Don't stress. Treatment is affordable and transparent. Your case is not hopeless. This can change your life. 
Prolong Medical Center in St. George. Online at ProlongMedicalCenter.com. Join the Regional Dixie Transportation Expo Tuesday, February 8th from 11 to 7 at the Dixie Convention Center. Learn more and comment on the regional transportation long-term plan and the future of transit in our area. Get updates on projects like the Mall Drive and the 3000 East Widening, the Zion Corridor Trail, the St. George Regional Airport Master Plan, and much more. Plus, experience the Zero Fatality Truck. Free to attend and all are welcome. Tuesday, February 8th at the Dixie Convention Center. We have got to get out and have some fun again. I'm so ready. You know, Casablanca was named gold winner in the RJ's 2020 Best of Las Vegas for Destination Casino Resorts. Casablanca in Mesquite? Golf, spa, Catherine Steakhouse. I can hit the links. While I hit the spa. Casablanca, here, here we come. come. Book your $99 room and golfer spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort Casino in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. Does your wife look at you with disappointment every time she opens the garage door? Rose Concrete Coatings and Design has concrete floor solutions specifically designed to make you and your wife say wow. Rose Concrete Floors are not only low cost, they are built to last. Protect the investment of your concrete, improve the look and cleanability of your outdoor patio and driveway. You can rest easy with their guaranteed coatings and stains. Call Sam with any questions or for a free bid, 435-229-2920 or go to roseconcretestain.com for pictures and samples. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. So glad you're listening in. I asked uh, Sheriff uh, Leaf to come back because we're going to be talking about militias and uh, nullification. I thought you might be pretty interested in those topics. And so uh, luckily uh, he's back with me and um, I wanted to make sure also that you went over to balance of nature. You know, a lot of people are wondering how to in- increase the immune system and they watched our story and they, they're to say, hey, maybe I should load up on some things. Did you know that balance of nature is an amazing way to load up on all those vitamins and minerals and so much more because the product is chock full of them. That's why the phytonutrients of 31 fruits and vegetables. Um, let me just tell you, I would not be without it. And I think it's an amazing product. And I'm telling you, um, you know that I handpick my uh, sponsors for the show. And I am telling you that this product is that good. Make sure you go to uh, balanceofnature.com and put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, and you'll get up to 35% off in free shipping. They'll ship it out immediately. You start taking it, and let me tell you, you're going to feel it. You're just going to feel it, and you'll notice the difference. About a week and a half in to two weeks, about a week and a half, you'll start noticing, and you won't want to be without it. So I have relatives of mine that won't be without it now. (laughs) They just will not go without it. They love it that much. And make sure that you're getting it too because shore up on your fruits and veggies so that you never end up in the scenario that I ended up in with my husband too. And you know what? And I actually think that really helped him in the hospital too to make sure and get through this even quickly. Uh, It was his taking a balance of nature too. So he was was already shoring up his body. It doesn't mean you won't ever get sick, but it does mean that, that if that were to happen, and you were starting to get sick, you would already have that that 
strong immune system to help you. So definitely think that played a role. Balanceofnature.com. Uh, Sheriff uh, uh, Darleaf, I love this. By the way, Scott McEwen up next, uh, American Sniper, talking about Afghanistan. Uh, so don't miss that either. But I really want you to comment on militias. And what is your view as a sheriff in, in the state of Michigan on militias? We used to be called Michiganders, and there was a while there they're calling us Militia Ganders. Militia Ganders, and, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And people got to understand the militia itself, the role, and it's kind of similar with the posse. And posse is the power of the county. It's a posse, posse comitatus, and it's like a militia, but it's run through the sheriff. Mm-hmm. The militias are a power of the state, the state militia, and that your governor would be your your boss uh, if she called you up to mustard, mm-hmm. and uh, the president can also do it. Uh, and there's four clauses in the Constitution that recognize the militia. It's not something that the, the Constitution created or government created. The militia has centuries of history prior to our Constitution. And uh, if you look back, and it's very, very important to understand the proper role and the history of it. Okay. And there's a book out there. It's called The Militia of the Several States, and it's written by Brent Allen Winters, who is a common law attorney. And uh, anyways... Brent will take you all the way back to old ancient Israel with the 12 tribes of Israel, and they talk about how uh, they'll take anybody age 20 on up to defend their kingdom. Nice. Well, the King Alfred, uh, that goes way back to King Alfred, mm-hmm. he would uh, command his farmers when they're out tending the crops that they had to carry a sword with them all the time, and they had to be an expert in that sword and uh, for obvious reasons so sure. your enemy doesn't come in and destroy your food supply. And then it went from the sword, and it went to bows and arrows. And the king then told everybody that, hey, you have to carry 40 arrows on you at any given time, and you have to be an expert with those bows and arrows. But what you don't realize is that there's also another role of the militia other than the armed citizen protecting the kingdom. The militia's role is also protecting law. Hmm. So if you ever sat on a jury, you were doing militia-like duties from ancient Israel. Nice. I love that yeah. connection, so, yeah. That's grand jury and pettit juries. And, uh, in fact, Justice Scalia laid out how to do the common law grand jury in the Williams case back in 94. And uh, there's a lot of people out there trying to push that. Mm. And, of course, the courts are trying to fight it. Sure, <laughs> sure, of course they are. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So it, you, have to under, yeah. you have to understand that, that legacy behind the militia and understand that it's not an ideology, it's a duty. You have jury duty. Well, that's a militia duty. Hmm. So you're supposed to keep yourself armed. You're supposed to keep yourself trained. And that Second Amendment, when it says a well-regulated militia, the regulated didn't mean that the government got to go over and tell you how many guns you could have and who could have them and so on and so forth. It meant that you had to be keep yourself regular, hmm. regularly trained, a regular expert, and regularly ready to go at a minute's notice. That's the term Minuteman. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, when you hear militia nowadays, of course, the press, the government try to demonize. What are your thoughts when you hear all this demonization going on? <laughs> they, don't, they don't understand it. And plus, I, I look at it as they're trying to do this new world order, and they cannot have a militia in there because the government's going to take care of you. And, yeah. you know, just ask the American Indian how well they do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I... Uh, I get a lot of flack because I did a Facebook post, and it's Sheriff Darleaf, if you want to look it up. 
and I talk about this case. It's called Baltimore versus Silver, and it was back in settled in 1971, mm-hmm. and it had to do with the riots in the uh, late 60s there in Baltimore. Well, what happened is, is the business owners sued the city of Baltimore for the damages and the loss of wage because the, they didn't think Baltimore did enough to suppress the rioting. Mm. And the city of Baltimore is going, well, it was a riot. You know, we couldn't control that. Well, Supreme Court, Baltimore, or excuse me, Maryland Supreme Court said that you had the power of the posse and you didn't use it, so you are responsible for the damages. Jeez. You know, so it's there, folks. It's, there's already court cases um, that are basically setting precedents. Mm-hmm. And we had these riots in Minnesota. You know, look at happened in Seattle where the mayor told the police officers to stand down. Yeah. Now, that's a crime, folks. He doesn't have the authority to do that. The mm-hmm. officers have to do their job. And the posse is not to be confused with the militia, right? That is correct. Yeah, just the difference where the power comes from. Uh, a posse, the sheriff has the authority to call upon a posse. Make It's what's called make hue and cry to go ferret out criminal activity in his county. Okay. And, and you see that in a lot of the old westerns where mm-hmm. the sheriff rounded up a posse to go get the guy who robbed the stagecoach. And and then uh, there's some older pictures, uh, too, that I, I had in my computer here. I can't find them now, where they're actually posing with a dead body behind them. <laughs> like a deer carcass. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so that power's been there basically since we've had sheriffs. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff is the probably the second oldest office next to the king. And, uh, in fact, the sheriff, you go look at the uh, Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about how the, the, the sheriff was ordered to go take the people and throw them in the furnace. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Jeez. there's bad things to it, too. But. <laughs> well, I mean, I just I love that you're educating people in this because the news media, as you point out, um, they're going to they're going to claim constitutional sheriffs are seeking alliances with anti-government extremists. And that's the attempt to undermine your role as a sheriff. Yes. Are you reading right from my post? Yep, I am. <laughs> I mean, it's really important that people know this. Yes, they're trying to undermine the office of the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, there's that push for the big government, the big centralized government. And me, I'm a local guy because I understand what my community needs. I don't need Washington telling me what my community needs. I love that. I love that. Uh, the, uh, if, you, if you look into it, too, uh, one of the things that stirred up quite a commotion is when I said that the, the posse and the militia have just as much lawful character as the news media. <laughs> well. The militia and the news media are both mentioned and recognized in the Constitution. They're not created. They're recognized. Right, right. The posse come along, come across the ocean with the office of the sheriff. Hmm. And uh, then That's I went and added on that they had more lawful character than the agencies that just recently arrested the militia in our area here. Hmm. And that's because they were created by an act. They're not at a common law. They were created by an act of Congress. And... Uh, then there's questions about the delegated powers and all that stuff from the states. But anyhow, uh, in a nutshell, that caused quite a ruckus. I even had a uh, professor from Cooley Law School re- kind of comment on it. Didn't disagree with my comments, but he said it wasn't wise. It wasn't uh, wise? Yeah. Oh, Perry County, we've had a posse since 1955. Wow. How big? Well, right now they're about 25. Yeah. I think that's great, though. And it yeah. should be. Oh, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. I think that's just awesome. Able-bodied men, uh, age 15 or older, right? That is correct. Hmm. 
Interesting. I love this. Um, and I love that you're aware of this. I think that's amazing because I do, you know, there are sheriffs out there that will demonize these words and they've been taught to. And so they don't understand them. And that would be a bit really unfortunate. So I can't even imagine. Um, and then nullification. Did you want to speak to nullification? Well, there's a article out on it. It's called the power of no. And, uh, let me see if I can mm-hmm. name of the author here pretty quick. And by Michael Meharry, M-A- Oh, yeah, I've had him on the show. R-E-Y. I've had him on. He's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got this awesome Mm -hmm. article on nullification and uh, interposition and how it's lawful. People think that the uh, Supreme Court is the final say. Well, who made them the final say? Nor in a constitution does it make the Supreme Court the final say. It's true. So who's the final say? That would be the people where everybody derives their power from. And this article here talks about, like, the Alien and Seditions Act mm-hmm. and how Thomas Jefferson and uh, um, I forgot who it was in Kentucky, they uh, got their own Congress to basically do a, uh, like a lot of people are doing this two-way county where they're basically telling the federal and state government that we're, a two-way county, which means we accept the fact that there's a Second Amendment and we're not disarming our people here in this county. Well, that's kind of the same thing that what they did with this Alien and Seditions Act. Uh, It was uh, deemed unconstitutional by the uh, Supreme Court, but it took some pressure from some of the states to go out and say, hey, uh, federal government, we should be able to blast you guys when you're being naughty. And... uh, or if we don't agree with you on something. And here they were, they were actually going out and arresting people wow. for disagreeing with the federal government or going against what the federal government was uh, trying to pass. Hmm. And then that brings you to the question, because the 10th Amendment says power is not delegated to the United States. Mm-hmm. Were there police powers for them to make those arrests delegated to the United States? Hmm. Interesting. And I'm asking yeah. any attorney out there, if you could, just let me know, because I'm real curious on that. I'm not trying to... Mm-hmm. make you anti-government or anything like that because I want to know um, so I can... Well, you're pro-good government. You're pro-good limited government, which is what we all yeah. should be at our core. We're Americans, <laughs> right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And we don't realize the power of nullification. I don't think we understand it. I think everybody loathes uh, getting asked to be part of the system uh, in that way. And, and so they don't want to do it. And really, they should, be, they should be excited to do that, right? That duty. Yeah, it is a duty. Mm-hmm. And again, you're protecting people's rights. Sheriff Mack, when he was taking on the uh, um, Clinton cartels there, uh, Clinton mm-hmm. administration, and... Uh, he was talking about the Brady Bill in his book. It's called From My Cold Dead Fingers. And on page 102, if you ever get the book, page 102, don't read this before you go to bed at night because you won't sleep. He uh, explains how in that provision, in that uh, act, there was a provision in there where they were going to recruit 5,000 Royal Hong Kong police, give them federal authority, and enforce that Brady Bill. Now, if there's ever a time for nullification and interposition, there you go, folks. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's laid out. It's right there. We just need to understand it, and we need to understand its power today. That's our problem is people think about these things in the way back machine and don't apply them to today. They think something has changed or something's different. That's not true. 
You are correct. I, it's uh, it's a little crazy. We I don't everybody listening. Don't you just want your sheriff to be able to talk like Sheriff Darleaf? <laughs> I mean, everyone's like coveting right now. Um, you know, you folks over there in Michigan, because let me just tell you, it's rare. And it's sad that that's rare because every sheriff should have the same understanding that you do. And wow, what a country we would have right now with, with that in place to know that that's going to protect us. And so it's that, that when you're casting that vote, that's a really important vote. I mean, it cannot be just you like their sign or they seem like a nice guy. I mean, this position is the position that everyone needs to, to, to make sure that they're doing the right, the right casting of a vote, right? Uh, be careful, too, because there's going to be a push here shortly to get rid of this office. Yeah. California is trying to pass a law right now where the sheriff has to be appointed by the governor. Okay. Oh, hello, folks. Wake up. Yeah, right? Who, who thinks that's a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Sheriff Darleaf, thank you so much for staying on. That was powerful. I'll turn that into a short cast so people can uh, really absorb what you said. And I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. Yeah, an honor. absolutely. Thank you. Wow. Wasn't that fantastic? Uh, Sheriff Darleaf of Michigan. And uh, thank you. I'll be right back with author Scott McEwen. Don't miss this either. We're talking in Afghanistan. Be right back. KateDallyRadio.com for all the podcasts and show info. Be right back. Revolutionary War. Patriot Act. Turning citizens into suspects since 2001. The Kate Daly Show starts now. You know, we look at the president, we look at what he said, we look at what he might do, we look at his advisors, but quite frankly, there's an outside source, which we refer to as a deep state right. or a shadow government. There's a lot of influence by people that are actually more powerful uh, than our uh, our government itself, our president, and all no. I mean, you take, for instance, uh, how our government gets involved in elections around the world. Yep. Involved, and we've done this for more than 50 years, and so that isn't known to the public. Yes, uh, Trump is his own guy more so than uh, most of have ever been in before. Yeah. We hope he can maintain an independence and then go in the right direction. But I fear the fact that there's so much that can be done secretly out of control of our apparent government and out of the view of so many citizens. Where does the real power lie? The power behind the power. Because it's no longer about who lives in the White House. It's about who owns the White House. This is the presidency. How much higher can a politician go? The real power isn't here. It's beyond here. It's above it, but still working in conjunction with it. Ron Paul. And then uh, House of Cards, the show, uh, the now defunct show, talking about the truth about the deep state. And I appreciate those words of wisdom. That was Ron Paul several years back. Had a lot of interviews with Ron Paul, and and, uh, he's just a stellar guy. Um, 
I welcome you to today's show uh, for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's a special Friday show. I have uh, Harold Zeger is back with us from our Wednesday show to kind of go into maybe some more detail and talk a little bit further about the conversation we were having. We didn't have enough time to have on Friday or on Wednesday. And then I also have Uncle Milty in the house. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. Um, I have Melissa in the house. Melissa, how are you? I'm excellent. Excellent. And then we have Harold Zeger. Harold, welcome to the program, author of Freedom's Nightmare. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me again. Excellent. I'm glad you're back because I think your words of wisdom in helping us to figure out how to get beyond this this beast that we're going to be, that we're facing even more so now. We've been facing it for decades, but maybe it's on steroids a little bit. We're going to be talking about that. And then in my next hour, I'll be talking with Joel Skousen, who is a a recurring guest on InfoWars, but has a lot to say about General Flynn and Steve uh, Pizniak and, and all the different conversations and rumors that have been flying we're going to to tackle those and nail those down and hopefully give people something to chew on this weekend and think about as we face uh, coming up on this virtual strange inauguration coming up on Wednesday and so I just want to leave all of you with that that next hour we're going to be going through all of that and attacking the the rumors and the disinformation and seeing where we land in this hour what a great conversation this is going to be and we're going to have four of us doing this because there's so much to say in this Harold lived in East Germany and lived during a time when I can't imagine living in that kind of oppression. But he wrote a book called Freedom's Nightmare. And if you would like to help with the next edition of that book, please do so because uh, this is something he would need financial help to do. It's an amazing book. I'm telling you, I've got it. And it's it's that good. People need to read this book, and you're going to want to after this hour is up, too. You're going to want that book in print so you can give it to your uh, kids and families. Um, so make sure to email me, Kate, at katedallyradio.com, and I will forward that to Harold. And I appreciate those that have reached out so far, but we need more help on this. And if you'd like to ha- help with the actual um, printing of, of that financially, we could really use the help with that so we can get that, this book out. And I'll talk about it and put it on my website as well. Harold. Um, you know, you talked a lot about on, on Friday show or Wednesday show, and I got a lot of a conversation back from this that people really love to hear you speak on the fact that I asked you this question. I said, look, how did we escape this? How did how did you guys in East Germany, what finally brought everything to a head? And you had a, an amazing answer. And I, I would I, I want to go back to that just a little bit. What initially started was there something that happened that started getting the people to gather in the first place together? Because they started gathering in small groups, and you can talk about that. But was there some big um, form of oppression or something that catalyst that happened to, for people to start opening up this conversation where they were willing to risk it to go up against the beast of government that they were under? Yeah, it was... Um if, if any specific event, I think it was the agreement between the Lutheran Church leadership mm-hmm. and and the uh, communist government mm. so to the stay out churches. of our sphere. Um, in in principle, it was compromise of the church, forced to uh, stay inside the church, don't promote 
the gospel outside of their church and uh, uh, leave the communists alone. Don't criticize the communist uh, system and leadership. And uh, for that, they would be left alone. The church would not be attacked by the communists. Now, at this time, the church was already infiltrated by the uh, Stasi and many of the church leaders, especially in the administration, not, not so much the uh, religious leaders, but all, also some of them, were actually reporting to their Stasi handlers, to their case officers throughout East Germany. Hmm. Um, I have actually a whole book. It's about four inches thick, eight, um, I think it's seven by 11 or something like that, uh, four, four inches thick. And uh, it lists all of the documents about the infiltration of the church in East Germany by the Staatssicherheit, which was the state security police. So when, uh, when they made that agreement, that shocked the laymen in the church, that shocked the people who were interested and active in the church, parishioners, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, so they felt like the churches, like, did they feel like the churches turned on them? Did they feel like, wait a minute, this is too close to home? Yeah, it was kind of a, a betrayal, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. Um, you, you have to go, actually, you have to go much further back to understand why that was so important. Okay. The... The point was when the communists took power, mm-hmm. every every single person who criticized their power press disappeared. Disappeared? So um, every person that criticized, yeah. like vocally, like out there, disappeared, completely disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but what most people don't know is after 1945, um, after a, sh- a short period, latest in, in 1946, most of the concentration camps on the territory of East Germany were still operational. Mm. And they were, con- they were controlled and operated by the Russian Red Army, the wow. Soviets. And uh, all of the administration, the uh, civil administration in East Germany was um, immediately started to be cleaned up from the former administrators under the National Socialist regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them had fled anyway because they, they knew that they have, they have no future in East Germany. Mm-hmm. But even though those who were not uh, members of the National Socialist Party or haven't done anything uh, specific, so were just, you know, administrators, even though those who stayed there were sealed out and most of them were arrested and were put in those forced labor camps. Oh, wow. Uncle Milty and has a question for you, Harold. Hi, Harold. Yeah. Hey, Harold, 
when this was progressing, how many people almost immediately took the side of the Soviets? Decided? I, I didn't get that question. How many people How? took the side of the Soviets? How many people, you know, were kind of like the loyalists that, that <laughs> in our revolution? Um, mm-hmm. I would I would say at the beginning, um, you, you you have to try to get into that mindset after a devastating war mm-hmm. and an even more devastating and horrific um, defeat. I mean, most people have today have no idea what was going on in East Germany in that Russian occupation zone. Right. I mean, when 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 the signatures were dried on that um, paper of the uh, unconditional surrender of the German army, the Russian army soldiers were let loose. And means let loose. There were three days of total lawless actions. Mm. No Russian soldier was punished for theft, murder, rape, whatever. They could do whatever they wanted. They had total freedom to do whatever came in their their disturbed mind. Wow. What stopped that? What stopped that? I mean, what, what made that only three days and wasn't allowed to carry on? That was, that was the order from Stalin. Mm. For three days, these Jeez. German wars are yours. Do whatever you want. Oh my gosh! The German, the German belongings are yours. Take whatever you like. Jeez. Yes, that was a direct order from Stalin. Wow! You and had then, three days. Then you had people disappearing. So you had a lot yes. of people starting to question, were they told stories that seemed plausible? Did people defend and say, oh, no, it couldn't be the worst-case scenario? No, everybody knew what was going everybody on. Everybody knew. But everybody was extremely scared to say something or to do anything because they were defeated. They right. had no weapons. Right. All men in fighting age were arrested and were on the march to Russia. Hmm. Everyone who ever wore a uniform in the Second World War was on the way to Russia for slaver camps as a prisoner of war. Only the old, the old people and the too young, the teenagers, stayed back, but not even those all. I see. If uh, one, of the, one of the teenagers was part of the, what was called the Volkssturm, mm-hmm. the People's uh, Army, Okay. They were they were transferred to Russia too. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop right here. We're gonna come right back after the break. Don't go anywhere. Okay. You you don't want to miss this. You just do not want to miss this. This is the Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Like I said, don't go anywhere. You want to hear this? Pull over. <laughs> Be right back. My name is Jordan, and I'm a marketing manager at Balance of Nature. My department is hiring for graphic designers, copywriters, and other specialized positions. Working in marketing is a moldable and exciting opportunity because we are always looking for new ways to engage with our customers. I'm looking for creative, outside-the-box thinkers to work on my team and make our customers feel welcomed in the Balance of Nature family. Come join the marketing team. Go to balanceofnature.com careers to apply for the graphic design position or one of our other positions today. It's time to start a career. 
career and make a difference in your life. Come find Balance of Nature at the Wingate Hotel in Hurricane. Bring your resume and take your first steps towards your new career. Balance of Nature promotes a positive company atmosphere and offers all full-time entry-level positions $15 an hour with opportunities for regular bonuses. Bring your resume to the Wingate Hotel February 23rd from 4 to 7 p.m. at 780 West State Street in Hurricane. If you have any questions, call 435-319-8774. Join our team and help change the world one life at a time. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Hi, guys. It's not Andrew. It's James at Garage Doors Only. We aren't here to talk about ED, but we will promise that your garage door will go up on demand and down when you are done using it. No need to go to the hospital if it won't go down. Just call us and we'll fix the problem. At Garage Doors Only, we have technology that's proven to provide instant results in your garage. Find out for yourself why Garage Doors Only has been in business for over 22 years and has been voted the best of Southern Utah three years in a row. Garage Doors Only, where Garage Doors is all we do. Greg again from the award-winning Gold Ore Store. I have a client that came into the store after the untimely death of her husband. Distraught over the financial situation she found herself in, she brought a box of items she was hoping she could sell to pay her mortgage. She told me how angry she was due to his spending habits. He would take all their discretionary funds and spend it. She said, and I quote, We live paycheck to paycheck, and it didn't matter how much I complained or screamed. I was so frustrated at his buying habits. Now I feel so ashamed for giving him such a hard time. I'm blown away at the value of the items sitting in our safe, unquote. Let me tell you, folks, he bought wisely. He hoarded gold, silver, graded coins, currency, and collectible items of value. She was able to pay her mortgage, funeral expenses, medical bills, and still plenty left over for her future. Come to the leader in southern Utah for coins, gold, silver, and so much more. 435-703-9119, goldorestore.com, the inflation killer. What if I told you the next 53 seconds could change your life? I know it sounds dramatic. But it's true. And while this ad might not be for everyone, if what I'm about to describe sounds familiar, you need to call us today. Let me get to the point. You've heard all the medical terms or nicknames, but ED is real. In fact, most of the people we work with deal with depression, unsatisfied relationships, an unhappy spouse, and even confidence issues. People think it's just about the bedroom. But if you're struggling with ED, you know it's far more. At Prolong Medical Center, our treatment plans have an 85% success rate. Yes, 85%. If privacy is keeping you from picking up the phone, we get it. This is why we have a discreet entrance and spread appointments out. Worried about price? Don't stress. Treatment is affordable and transparent. Your case is not hopeless. This can change your life. Prolong Medical Center in St. George. Online at ProlongMedicalCenter.com. 
Does your wife look at you with disappointment every time she opens the garage door? Rose Concrete Coatings and Design has concrete floor solutions specifically designed to make you and your wife say wow. Rose Concrete Floors are not only low cost, they are built to last. Protect the investment of your concrete, improve the look and cleanability of your outdoor patio and driveway. You can rest easy with their guaranteed coatings and stains. Call Sam with any questions or for a free bid. 435-229-2920 or go to roseconcretestain.com for pictures and samples. This show is pre-recorded. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Fool said I, you do not know, silence like a cancer grows. Hear my words that I might teach you, take my arms that I might reach to you. But my words like silent raindrops fell. That song is a powerful song if you ever want to look at just the lyrics of that song alone. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I have Uncle Milty, special on a Friday. I've got Uncle Milty. I've got Melissa Smith, usually joins me on Wednesday. She's joining me today. I've got Harold Zeger. Um, Melissa was sweet enough to get Harold back on the show. He's been on several times, but we've never gone into depth on this question. And the question was, as as this beast is descending upon us of, of oppression, how do you survive that and get away from that and stop it? How, how, what did they do in East Germany? Well, Harold Zeger lived in East Germany. And he's, t- he's talking about how they did this. Because I'm going to venture to guess that most history books do not have these kinds of accounts. This kind of a telling of the story. Because we all know that the deep state doesn't always win. And they have weaknesses. And they do fall. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the rise and fall of man. You would only have one story being told here, folks. So we know that they have weaknesses. Sovereign nations are one, and volumes of people are the other. And so this is why I invited Harold on. And Melissa's going to start off with a question, and we're going to circle back to also um, Harold was just talking about the youth. So go ahead, Melissa. Go ahead. Harold, you were sharing about... You were sharing about the the demoralization of the German people at the end of World War II, especially the, the those on that ended up under the control of the Soviets. And here in the United States, we don't have that same history. We don't have that same. I I think Americans are much more optimistic. Uh, we believe we can beat this thing. We're Red, still waiting for you know a, a <laughs> knight on on a white horse to come in and save us all. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing for us? Thank you, Melissa. So, uh, I believe it's a two-edged sword. A two-edged sword for two reasons. First of all, um, you don't have 
that extremely horrible experience which sticks. And it's not just the people who uh, experienced it and survived it. Their descendants, like we kids, we have that feel all of the time because it, it is endowed in you from your parents. You, you will feel that. My mother was 15 years old when the, when the war ended, and she fled and was overrolled by the Russian army several times. That, that, um, that track, that uh, refugee track, was overrolled and then back again and, and behind the front line and then in front of the front line. And uh, She never really spoke about all the details, but she must have been to hell and back and to hell again as a 15-year-old girl. And uh, on the other side, it is a blessing that you as a people have never experienced something like this. So on one side, it is great that you don't have this, this horrible memory as a people. On the other side, it leads exactly to that, what you just said, um, the, the idea that you can handle that as you have handled everything. And uh, in the past, you have situations had here in the United States with the uh, Revolutionary War and then the Civil War and then the uh, uh, Civil Rights Movement and all of that, the riots in in California. Um, All of that is, is a walk in the park compared to what the people experienced in the Russian occupation zone at the end of World War II. Hmm. It's a walk in the park. And with the following up cleansing of the administration and power control system by the communists, which came back from Russia with the Russians and started to clean out everything, because many communist party members and leaders fled after Hitler took power and started to clean out the communist party in Germany, they fled to Russia and lived there and um, got trained to be more efficient and more successful in their, in their work. Hmm. So when they took power under the, uh, under the security of the Russian army, they cleaned out the okay. administration. They cleansed out the, the schools. They cleansed out. It, it went into, into the uh, janitor's of a mayor's office in a small city. Even those people were, if they were considered a danger to the new system, they disappeared. Interesting. Um, okay. In, and- in, addition, mm-hmm. in addition to that, mm-hmm. they uh, immediately, and they understood very well, if you have the youth, then you have control of the future. So the, the communist youth organization was immediately uh, promoted dramatically with a lot of um, um, benefits which the average German did not get. So youth youth people, everybody between 18 and 25 was immediately employed and got a job, a good paid job. Hmm. And that was important to them to turn them around and get them off of the street and um, and out of that of that uh, drawing into um, into organization or a potential organization 
because of hunger and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. homelessness and all of that. And they'd be because believing in government, forget. right? So they would be championing yeah. the government that was giving them all of these benefits. Right, right. That would be the communist government uh, with Russian support. Well. They, would, they would be uh, in front line of, of, of work jobs, you know. Don't forget, Germany was destroyed to 70%. The infrastructure was totally uh, demolished. And all of that needed to be rebuilt, but there was not enough workforce by side the the women and the children and the and the very old. Mm-hmm. So that what was left from the youth would be put in charge of uh, a specific a specific task force and uh, would give them special benefits. So this grew. And, censorship uh, grew. Censorship was their main. Um, their main course of action through this to, to, to get people censored into their message and then also the nanny state also of people t- tattletelling on each other? That's how it grew? Yeah, yeah for, for sure they had control of the mass media. Mm-hmm. Uh, radio, um, t- uh, TV was not well developed. It existed in some, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, test test uh, ranges, but not not really as a public TV. But mm-hmm. uh, the media, like radio and, and uh, uh, printed media, was totally under control. Um, the uh, Russian commander decided which newspaper could be printed and which not, uh, mainly because paper was rare, and uh, so they decided what could be printed and what not, and there was no room for any... Uh, opposition or for any questioning uh, printing at all. It was all communist propaganda. Ah, see, we the- will we will build we will build the future of uh, of Germany. We we want to have a democratic Germany. We <laughs> we want to have a united Germany under democratic rule. We want to have a, a free Germany under democratic rule. And their democratic rule was that they were in power. Do you right, do cannot. you cry when you hear the word unity being used so much by this group? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? It's all about unity. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. disgusting. You know this old saying: "Divide and conquer," right? Right. And that and that's exactly what they do. Hmm. If they can if they can split up the people in single person groups. Yeah, that would be perfect. So there's there's right. two things, right? So you've got we've got the censorship right now, and we've got the bought and sold media, which people are finally starting to figure out. But I don't think they've really gotten that memo, and so they they keep us uh, they keep us down. And and just because we have more technology and more news coming at us from social media and all kinds of different things, it's the same premise. And I know that Melissa had a question for you because of COVID. She wanted to ask this question. Go right ahead, Melissa. Yeah, Harold. So you're talking about wanted to separate people. And we know that in the past, revolutions have been fomented. You know, popular movements come when people gather together. Is COVID really about just keeping us all separate, putting us all in our homes where we don't, we can't gather, we can't spread information, we can't know what's going on? Yeah, you know, there is there is actually two extremely powerful tools. They are emotion. That is fear and love, which you cannot overcome mm-hmm. if you don't have faith, right? Right. You cannot overcome fear if you don't have faith. And you cannot stay in love if you don't have faith. And communists know that. 
That was the first thing that was hammered in my head when I was at training. You have to use emotion to get people to do what you want them to do. And the most powerful emotion to use to their own destruction is fear. Huh. So what do you do? You put fear, the fear of, of the hell in the people that they may die tomorrow if they go out of their house and mm -hmm. take a fresh breath of air. And do you, That's the first thing. Do you laugh when you hear them say that they're, or, or when you think that their people are wearing these masks and waiting for the government to tell them, tell them they're safe? Because now they've created this almighty government that tells us when we're safe or not, even though they don't have that role. Yeah, uh, I'm not laughing because it is extremely saddening seeing people driving in their own car by themselves with a mask over their mouth. Right. Uh, I call it I, I call it a face diaper. <laughs> so it's a face diaper. It's nothing yes. Else. Yes. Uh, because it's dirty after 20 minutes. Yeah. You're exactly You're exactly uh, right. The point the point is with with this with this mask mandatory mask is to see, and, and that, was, that was actually a test, in my opinion, to see how easy and quickly can we fear the masses into submission. Yep. And that worked wonderfully. Wonderfully. Oh, my. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, and this is always, this is right out of the playbook of communist control. So here is, I create a situation which puts the people in total fear And I say, if you do this, your fear is not that great anymore, right? So mm -hmm. they take the mask and they say, oh, oh, I'm, I'm safe now. Hmm. Oh. Right, right. And then they come and say, hey, that mask will only save you so far, so you have to have an injection, which will finally make it possible that you can get rid, rid of the mask, right? Right. And everybody is jumping up and down and Bring this, bring this injection, bring it, bring it, please, please, please. I'm waiting for it. And um, it's devastating. from the truth. Yep. It's just another tool to control and to make the people down. And so the next step is we need to control that you have those injections because we don't know if you don't have it. Right. Do it. We're going to come right back more with Harold Zeger when we come back. And also uh, Melissa Smith, Uncle Milty and I. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. 
It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 435-922-7000. Ten years ago, my wife and I began the Gold Ore Store right here in the heart of Southern Utah's Dixie. Hi, friends and neighbors. It's Greg Neal, co-owner of the world-famous, award-winning Gold Ore Store. Gold Ore Store has become the leader and top choice of thousands of residents and non-residents alike for express purpose of getting their hard-earned funds out of the government-controlled, no-interest-paying banks and credit unions, trading it in for real money, silver, gold bullion, and high-valued trade and collectible coins. As our 10-year anniversary has arrived, we've prepared several great things for you. Number one, we have a brand new location just for the gold and silver portion of the business, which is secure and has its own parking. Number two, we'll still offer the same services at our original location for smaller purchase volumes. Number three, we'll be awarding our clients this entire year with gifts of thank you and support from the Gold Ore Store. Come see why we are the inflation killer. GoldOreStore.com, 435-703-9119. What if I told you the next 53 seconds could change your life? I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. And while this ad might not be for everyone... If what I'm about to describe sounds familiar, you need to call us today. Let me get to the point. You've heard all the medical terms or nicknames, but ED is real. In fact, most of the people we work with deal with depression, unsatisfied relationships, an unhappy spouse, and even confidence issues. People think it's just about the bedroom. But if you're struggling with ED, you know it's far more. At Prolong Medical Center, our treatment plans have an 85% success rate. Yes. 85%. If privacy is keeping you from picking up the phone, we get it. This is why we have a discreet entrance and spread appointments out. Worried about price? Don't stress. Treatment is affordable and transparent. Your case is not hopeless. This can change your life. Prolong Medical Center in St. George. Online at ProlongMedicalCenter.com. So you like great sleep and you like saving money, right? Right. Then you're going to love this. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Right now at our President's Day sale, save up to $1,800 on the world's best mattress brands. Certified Beautyrest and Sealy. You want more? Good news. We now carry the unbelievable Purple Mattress. And now you'll save up to $700 on a Purple Mattress sleep system. So come get your best night's sleep ever and save money doing it. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. Have you considered the many benefits of a reverse mortgage, but just haven't talked to an expert? Maybe you tried to get a reverse mortgage, but the numbers didn't quite work. With home values at all-time highs and low interest rates, now is the perfect time to get a reverse mortgage. My clients love their reverse mortgages, and you can too. Hi, I'm Justin Bundy with Gideon Reverse Mortgage. Call me today at 435 435- 435 
480-580-2300 or find me at justinreverse.com. Do you love your reverse mortgage like my clients do? What if you could get more cash from your reverse mortgage and possibly lower your interest rate? Home values are sky high and interest rates are really low. That is why now is the time to refinance your reverse mortgage. Hi, I'm Justin Bundy at Gideon Reverse Mortgage. Call me today while the opportunity is so good at 435-580-2300 or find me at justinreverse.com. You have to be 65 years or older for a reverse mortgage. There are several factors to consider with reverse mortgages. Conditions apply. Justin Bundy, MLS ID 933889. Loan Officer, Gideon Reverse Mortgage, a division of American Pacific Mortgage. NMLS 1850. Equal housing opportunity. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. show disturbed sound of silence powerful i just got the chills listening to that and i welcome you back of course go to balance of nature make sure that you're getting that supplement it'll help with your health and i know that uh, to be true it's helped with mine and i would never tell you to go get a product unless i knew this product believed in this product and and understood what this product can do balanceofnature.com you're going to need your vitamins I say that within all seriousness. Make sure that you're getting your vitamins. Balance of Nature is the most fantastic way to do that. 31 fruits and vegetables a day, and you can take it every day. It it truly is uh, that good. And put my name in, K-A-T-E, as the code to get 35% off and free shipping. I have Harold Zeker. I have Melissa Smith. Harold Zeker is the author of Freedom's Nightmare, and his book is amazing. I'm telling you that he needs some help financially to, to, to do the next printing of this. This is a book you're going to want to give your family members because he outlines and talks about what it was like to live in East Germany and how they actually got to the point where they were able to beat the oppressor. Uh, we always feel that the oppressor is so big and large that we can't beat it. And I just want people to understand that, yes, they have weaknesses. The volume of people and sovereign nations are where their weaknesses are because they can't control those two things. I also have Uncle Milty with us, too. Um, okay, uh, so, Harold, coming on back, you know, um, we talked about all the things that strengthened that side, but let's talk about what strengthened the people. What what the catalyst of the churches um, kind of bowing to government um, was one of the catalysts that that woke people up. Would you say in number? Yeah, yeah. It okay. was um, see when uh, my generation uh, when when. Well, we were in an age where you know where you build a family and where you where you where you marry you you, you start a family, and you you start to think about your future and you see what is going on around you and there is no future. There is only uh, misery, uh, uh, failure, and and uh, uh, you can't even. I mean, grayness, right? There's even when the sun shines, the day is gray. That's what your life looks like. 
people look like running around like zombies. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone has the same clothes because there is only two or three different types of clothes you buy in the, in the, in the store. Um, things like that, which makes life miserable. Every single day you have to fight to get food which you like, not that what is available, mm-hmm. you know, that standard bread, standard butter, right. and, and that's it, right? right? Every day you have to fight to get what you need. So people started to question the system more and more and more. And the only way to talk about that was when you were sure there is not a person in your group which is reporting to the Stasi, right. the secret state security mm-hmm. was extremely well organized. But did you have a way to communicate with each other to find out who was who? Um, you develop a certain seventh sense for that. Okay. Um, you will be you will be able to. I mean, we we learn that this is a life training. You learn to read between the lines. Mm-hmm. You learn to read people on how they express specific things, mm-hmm. right? How they answer specific questions. There were no there were no internet at this time. There was mm-hmm. no no uh, things like that. The cell phones. I mean, the telephone system in East Germany, just the te- standard landline telephone system, mm-hmm. was on a status of 1935. Wow. So, so when you gathered um, when you gathered people together, a hundred people could have easily been arrested and taken somewhere. So how did they do that? How did they get the people together on the same page to to quietly? And this is the most important lesson: guns a blazing does not work. We already fought no, that no, revolution, no, 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 no. so we don't need to go we there again. Saw that that doesn't work. You can't do that. No, because it doesn't do anything. You would have to have. Mm-hmm. See, Kate, you would have to have. 40 million Americans, half of those who voted for President Trump, right. completely trained, completely armed, mm-hmm. and at the same second, absolutely same second, right. take over every single state. Right. right. And that's and not that, will, that will never happen. Nope. That will never happen. You can't do that. So but let's talk about, about the it. quiet. This was a quiet right. revolution. And that's what I want people to take right. away from this. This was a quiet revolution in which what happened because 100 people would have garnered enough attention to annihilate those 100 people easily. So what had to happen and what right. did happen? So you start with small groups. Small groups and with small groups, I mean, maximum 10 people who know each other. Okay. Maximum 10 people who know each other. And the first thing you do is you pray and ask and thank God for wisdom and for guidance. I agree. And for inspiration. That is what you do. And you can do that three, four, five, seven weeks, whatever. Okay. And then you will have that influx from the Holy Spirit, what to do and how to do it. There will be names coming into your brain you have not thought of for 50 years or 15 or 20, whatever. You will get guidance. You will have an idea which you never thought of before, whom to contact next. Okay. And then these these 10 people go out and contact some of those. Other and groups. And talk to them. Okay. Privately. Okay. And ask them if they would be willing to build a prayer group like theirs. Mm, okay. Right? So that 
that next connection is only known by one man or woman out of your group. But every single one of your group has one of those connections. I see. And I then see. the next group, let's say you are talking to somebody who knows, you know very well, and he is in a different city, or she, and you talk to her, and she says, yeah, I will do that. I, I can find a number of people, and we will pray, and we will stop something like this. And she stops, and she gets 10 people together. And those 10 people get the inspiration from the Holy Spirit, remember people they have not talked to in years, or, or they are good friends, or uh, from school, or who, who knows what. Mm -hmm. Because and They go out okay. and do that. Now you understand the system I, I, I call the spider plant system? Yes, yes. And the spider... That is, that is how the system started in, in East Germany. Okay, so nowadays, so, if you had to translate that for now, for nowadays, because of the network of the NSA... Hi, NSA that listens all the time from Baltimore. We really appreciate you. Uh, maybe you'll learn yeah. something. So, so here's the deal, though. This needs to be done without cell phones. You can't just put your cell phone on silent. You can't just you can't just turn it off. You no. actually have to leave it at home. When 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 right. getting together with other people, you have to be very aware about track, tracking and and these kind of listening devices because everything is a listening device now. And that's not paranoia. That's the truth. They've already come out and told you that they have built refrigerators, TVs, all these things in that capacity. So this needs to be done well thought out. Yes. Right, and you don't you don't meet in your home when you have a internet connected thermostat, right? Yeah, and you for don't the do that there. and for the NSA listening, we just want to mention we're only talking about prayer groups. <laughs> Right, right, Harold? I'm, I'm talking about prayer. Right, it's a That's prayer group. Okay, about. I just want to make yeah. sure. Yeah, NSA, thank you. So anyway, yeah. yes. So, so okay. That, that is how you started. And okay. over time, they created mm -hmm. uh, these kind of groups in every major city in East, East Germany. Every major city had these groups, and there were multiple groups mm -hmm. where the connection between the groups was just one person. So, so okay. Was, okay, was, go ahead. When the Stasi was able to to cash in one of those groups or one of these guys, they couldn't they couldn't destroy the whole organization. They could just right. hold up one group. That was it. Okay, and then <clears throat> so what what killed the oppressive what, the oppression eventually was the groups were so large that finally went more public as they marched around the churches and they said, "We the people," right. So, yeah, what happened was, um, and I'm not 100% sure, I think it started in Leipzig, where the largest or largest number of small groups were existent, and they organized uh, on one Monday in, I think it was in September 89, or was it in August 89, they organized a uh, meeting at the St. Thomas Church in Leipzig, which is very central. Okay. And all these 500 different groups, people came to that church at that night, Monday night at eight o'clock, and that was that was a pretty great uh, big crowd, roughly 5,000 people at the first day. Nice. And they went, they went in, they prayed, they lit a candle, and then every single one with a candle in hand, and these 5,000 people marched around the church for over an hour and chanted, "We are the people." You serve us. Wow. We are the people. 
you serve us. And they did that for one and a half hours. And then they dispersed. Nothing happened. And the Communist Party was scared. They were scared spitless. The next Monday, that same thing spread up in five different cities. Wow. In Dresden, in Leipzig, in Magdeburg, and in some other cities. Uh, and the crowds grow and grow. With every Monday, the crowds grow. Because now other people saw, wow, there was a big crowd. I'm not in danger when I go there. Right? Mm, so courage. I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Because you always have people who are too, fear, too much fear to, to participate in something like that. Yeah, you're right. But when you have a large crowd, it attracts people who are with the same opinion but mm-hmm. too fearful to do something. It gets momentum. And yeah. so as that momentum grew, yeah. they were afraid of the large crowd. And then what would they have done? They couldn't have arrested or put those people places because there wasn't a room for them. I mean, there's no way to, how do you go after a crowd? And it took the officers, right, saying mm-hmm. we're not going to shoot at the crowd. We're not going to do right. this. Okay. That was the last stage. Now, before that, they tried to disperse a, 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 a group in Dresden. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no shooting, but uh, beating up people and so on. Mm-hmm. But the next week, they were back. The next week, they were back and, and marched again. Wow. So you're, and, not, uh, you're not surprised at the demonization. So they, they realizing this, they're trying to counterplay right now by demonizing us way ahead of time, right? Demonize us, demonize right. us, demonize us in the press. Right, right. That's exactly what they have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't have to bow down to that. We just have to avoid. You know, if you cannot use your cell phone, take a piece of paper and write a letter. Learn to write <laughs> Wait, a letter what? Again, right? <laughs> right, you're right. Yeah, go now, old school. It will still be tracked, no question. They automatically track from what zip code, a letter goes to which zip code, right? Right. But it is much more difficult to control the normal paper trail, then they can uh, go through a database and single people out. That is so true. It's much more difficult to do that. Maybe a good time then, to secure uh, post office boxes. The next, too. the next thing is mm-hmm. the next thing is that you have to get organized with people you know. You don't you don't uh, call uh, a demonstration in your in mm-hmm. your capital right. uh, uh, and say, "Hey, come come over there, everybody. We will demonstrate," and then you have thousand people there and right. hundred of them that is are, so true uh, undercover right antifa okay and, and steer everything up and get you in danger right you don't do that okay that makes sense that makes sense we have about 50 seconds left and what would you want people to know about what you lived through in east germany be sure that you are able to pray to your creator Take out the Declaration of Independence and study it. I was so um, disturbed that even people in my age here in the United States have never studied the Declaration of Independence. That is where your rights are declared, in the Declaration of Independence. And governments are only there to secure those rights. That's all that they are there. And if people are not in agreement with the government, the government has to disappear. That's right. what, the, what the Declaration of Independence is and what this country is formed on. Okay. So get yourself you. together. I love it. Harold, Melissa, David, thank you. 
Um, and uh, we'll be, well, I'll be right back with Joel Skelson. And I really appreciate uh, Uncle Milty coming in. Thank you. And also, Harold, thank you for your book, uh, Freedom's Nightmare. If you want to help with the next edition of this book, because it's not available right now, we need to make this available. Email me, Kate, at katedallyradio.com, and we, we can make that happen. Uh, he needs financial help with that. That's a great place to put money. Don't give it to the parties. It's ridiculous to give it to the parties. Melissa, thank you. Everybody, thank you. And be right back with Joel Skousen. We'll be talking about the rumors flying. And I really appreciate you guys. Be right back. Hi, guys. It's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. And information. Starving for wisdom. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Daly Show here. Last hour on a Tuesday. So glad to have you. I've got Uncle Milty here with me. How are you, Uncle Milty? And I uh, uh, went over Trump's letter in the last hour. And this hour, we're going to take a little bit of a different turn. And I'm always happy to do this because this close to Christmas, it's uh, it's exciting uh, to really talk about things that, that matter, that are important. And uh, instead of the shammy stuff going on in Washington, it's really fun to turn our attention to other things, isn't it? And I love this. I've got a great author on who actually visited our show a year ago. And what's, what's really fun about this is this is a book, uh, Mystery of the Magi, The Quest to Identify the Three Wise Men, and we welcome Father Dwight Longnecker on the show. Welcome to you. Thank you. You betcha. I'm glad to have you. In fact, uh, you've got uh, quite the career. Uh, we could go into a lot of detail, but uh, you've been serving 10 years as an uh, Anglican priest. To uh, You converted to the Catholic faith with your wife and your family and eventually returned to the United States to be ordained a Catholic priest. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, you've written over 15 books and booklets on Catholic spirituality uh, and prayer, and you've uh, authored hundreds of articles that have been published published all over uh, the USA and the UK, and you've got a blog as well. Um, it's called Standing on My Head. And so you're a popular broadcaster and conference speaker. You've been all over the, the world speaking. And so we welcome you to the show. DwightLongnecker.com uh, is, the, is the other website, right? Correct. Okay, perfect. Well, this is fun. And, and I love this conversation because I think of what you brought to this last time we were on the air. We're going to share a little bit more of your latest research, too, which I think is just so amazing and interesting and something really to ponder, I think, for this audience. And the magic of, of or the magi of, of nativity scenes, uh, the well-dressed wise men bringing gifts to Jesus. What's very interesting about this is there is you're telling a, a, a little bit of a different story in this based on the actual evidence and research of this time, which I love. That's right. Mm -hmm. So go right ahead. I'd love you to get the, uh, to get the audience up to speed on well, the mystery yes, of the Magi. Uh, I, you know, uh, when I was in my biblical studies, uh, I came across the widespread notion amongst biblical scholars that the story of the wise men is, is regarded to be a fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, most mainstream biblical scholars look at this story, and to be honest, uh, the, the, the version that has come down to us in our Christmas plays and our Christmas cards and our Christian traditions is kind of very magical. You know, it's 
three wizards from a faraway land. And when we think of wizards, we think of Dumbledore and Gandalf and Merlin, maybe. You know? <laughs> and they followed a magical star on this long quest. And it all sounds too sort of much like a fairy tale. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of the biblical scholars, therefore, have just dismissed it and said, you know, this was a... Um, this was a fabrication which the early Christians put together to make Jesus' birth much more special. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't really buy that, mm-hmm. uh, and so I thought, well, what if, um, what if at least the story is rooted in a, in, in, in a foundation of, of historical facts and individuals, um, kind of the way, uh, I don't know, maybe King Arthur, the story of King Arthur is, mm-hmm. is rooted in, in a historical figure, although it's been... Uh, elaborated by fic- fiction writers and filmmakers and poets over the centuries. Uh, and so that's what I did. I went back to see how Matthew's, uh, St. Matthew's simple story in the Gospel um, connected with the uh, history, the geography, the, the characters, and the politics of the time. What surprised you um, when you were looking into this and you thought, well, I, what was the thing that said, I've got to write a book about this? People just don't realize this. I think the main thing is the uh, layer upon layer upon layer of extra um, elaboration that came into the story over the centuries. More than any other story in the Bible, more than any other story in the New Testament, uh, for reasons that I explain in the book, this uh, story of the three wise men uh, was elaborated. First of all, uh, in the early centuries of the Church, and then right through up through the Middle Ages, um, the different preachers and writers and theologians and uh, kept on adding more and more layers of uh, onto the story, and, and this uh, clouded our vision and and became the sort of received version of the story, uh, which ended up being very different from what Matthew, the story that Matthew actually tells. What do you think actually happened then? If you were to look at the uh, the ancient uh, the ancient texts and the evidence, archaeological evidence, what would you say the story really uh, looks like? Well, the, my, my um, object was to try to find where the wise men would have come from if they were historical um, historical uh, characters. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the typical uh, understanding is that they came from Persia, which mm-hmm. is present-day Iran and Iraq. Um, when, when I began to look at this, that hypothesis became more and more um, unlikely. Mm-hmm. Instead, uh, I discovered the civilization of the Nabataeans. They occupied the Arabian Peninsula during the time of the Roman Empire, and they were a fabulously wealthy civilization, but because they didn't keep any written records, uh, and because Saudi Arabia has been closed to to, um, exploration for for a long, long time, a lot of Westerners just forgot about the Nabataeans. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know about them because of the city of Petra, uh, the wonderful archaeological site, uh, which you can visit today, but even Petra was only discovered and then rediscovered in the 19th century. So uh, the Nabataeans kind of uh, fell off the radar. They they disappeared from history, and we we re- rediscovered them recently. And I found that they were the most likely candidates to to have been to, to have been the wise men. Mm, okay, and so tell us a little bit more about that journey and about uh, and then about uh, what age. Um, maybe uh, Christ would have been when this took place, or what they would have taken with them? Well, the, the Nabataeans uh, are a very, very interesting civilization. Mm-hmm. They, they basically occupy the Arabian Peninsula, and they're a trading nation. So they're running uh, trade caravans across the desert from the ports uh, in the east in Yemen 
uh, across to the west, to the port of Gaza on the Mediterranean, then, and then out across the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. They're also running caravans from Egypt in the south up to Asia Minor and Iran and Iraq in the north. And they're fabulously wealthy because they're bringing goods from China and India across the Indian Ocean and then onto their camel caravans. And they're, they're shipping uh, stuff back across to the east uh, from the Roman Empire. So consider them to be like a first century trucking company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. But, yeah. but, they're, but they're fabulously wealthy. And um, one of the reasons I, I, I discussed, felt that they must have come from, the wise men came from the Nabataean capital, uh, and there's many, many reasons, but one of them is uh, the, the gifts themselves of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, gold, the, the, the finest gold in, in the ancient world was mined in, in the Arabian Peninsula, and the bushes from which we get uh, incense and myrrh uh, also grow only in uh, eastern uh, Saudi Arabia and northeast mm. Africa, territory controlled by the Nabataeans. So these three gifts were, if you like, their cash crops, their representative gifts, uh, which they were bringing to the court of Herod because they felt they heard that there was a newborn king of uh, king of the Jews. Interesting. Okay. And then what about the age? Uh, what, what did you feel like about that part of the story what might be different? You the mean the of ages of the wise men? Or the age of uh, the baby? Oh, <clears throat> excuse me, yes. Um, Ma- Ma- Matthew, you know, usually we we think that the wise men arrived on the same mm-hmm. night of Christmas Eve as the shepherds did, and um, that's not really what the Bible says. And mm-hmm. Ma- Matthew says that the wise men came to Bethlehem and they found the young child uh, with Mary, his mother, in a house. So they were by then not no longer in the stable, and the word used for young child is the word for toddler. So... Um, Jesus by then was maybe uh, a year old, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other indicator is King Herod then asks for all the boys two years old and younger to be killed. Yes. So uh, that's another indicator of, of the possible age of Jesus when the wise men arrive. Mm, interesting. Okay. And so um, what else about this story? Um, like you said, because I've loved what you've just brought up are, are some of the historical facts about where things grow and where things would have come from and where they would have come from. What stood out to you in your research? Well, um, a couple of other factors uh, which were really interesting, and that is that um, archaeological discoveries in Petra and in the ancient Nabataean civilization uh, reveal to us that the, the Nabataean um, wise men, the Nabataean priests, uh, were actually stargazers. Hmm. Um, a, a new um, technology called archaeoastronomy um, uses computer technology to look at ancient sites and see how they might be aligned um, mm-hmm. with the constellations and with the um, solstice and so forth. And it's been shown that the Nabataean temples, uh, which were in high places on mountaintops, uh, were actually aligned according to the constellations and according to the solstices. So they were stargazers. Furthermore, in the 1930s, an archaeologist uh, was um, digging at one of the most important of the Nabataean temples, a place called Kirbet et Tanur. And uh, they discovered a stone-carved zodiac. Hmm. So, again, there's rock right. solid stone evidence that that these people were stargazers um astrologers and they were charting the stars of the heavens which fits of course with the story of the wise men that's true so so did your research go further uh you know the matthew says of course that herod was furious that the the magi uh, outwitted him and so that he uh 
And that's when he ordered the uh, the children, two years and under, the male children under two, mm-hmm. to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Did was if he was that upset with them, did Herod go after them at all? Well, this, yeah. Again, we now we're getting into the realm of speculation. Mm-hmm. First of all, we know from Herod's character that he was he was notoriously paranoid and bloodthirsty. Uh, he'd had one of his wives and I think two of his sons killed. Um, because he suspected they were plotting against him. So mm. the idea that he would, first of all, uh, have all the little boys killed, and he would also uh, try to get the wise men to come back and give him more information uh, as really drafting them to be his spies, all of that fits with what we know about the character of Herod the Great. Um, it fits perfectly. But then Matthew says that they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. Mm-hmm. So you might remember he gives this little intriguing detail. They went back to their own country by a different route. So uh, there's where the speculation starts. And so I looked at the maps and the trade routes and the roads uh, that we know were um, tra- heavily traveled at that time and supposed that um, the Nabataeans went back by a more northerly route north of the Dead Sea and connected with the north-south route which would take them not south to Petra, but north to Damascus. Um, hmm, interesting. And that they, they were taking refuge there because uh, Herod would have been in touch with their boss back in, in Petra and asked them to pick him up. We're going to pick yep. us right up as well. <laughs> right when we okay. come back, more with uh, Father Dwight Longnecker. The book is Mystery of the Magi, The Quest to Identify the Three Wise Men. He'll be talking about the shepherds, too, which he didn't talk about last year. We'll be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Wasatch Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. 435-922-7000. Three months after the apocalypse. Hey, Bob, what are you doing? I'm eating grass. You know, we're almost out of our food storage, and I'm trying to make mine go a little bit further. Those so-and-sos that sold us our food storage told us we had enough for a whole year, but apparently not. We got our food storage from Shane at Your Family Still Matters. He set us up right. You and Carol want to come over for dinner? No, thanks. We're good. Just caught a rat. Don't eat grass and rats. Hurry down to Your Family Still Matters. They're on 900 South Bluff in the Holiday Square, under the big yellow sign that reads paintball, food storage, and violins. 
Have you considered the many benefits of a reverse mortgage but just haven't talked to an expert? Maybe you tried to get a reverse mortgage but the numbers didn't quite work. With home values at all-time highs and low interest rates, now is the perfect time to get a reverse mortgage. My clients love their reverse mortgages and you can too. Hi, I'm Justin Bundy with Gideon Reverse Mortgage. Call me today at 435-580-2300 or find me at justinreverse.com. Do you love your reverse mortgage like my clients do? What if you could get more cash from your reverse mortgage and possibly lower your interest rate. Home values are sky high and interest rates are really low. That is why now is the time to refinance your reverse mortgage. Hi, I'm Justin Bundy at Gideon Reverse Mortgage. Call me today while the opportunity is so good at 435-580-2300 or find me at justinreverse.com. You have to be 65 years or older for a reverse mortgage. There are several factors to consider with reverse mortgages. Conditions apply. Justin Bundy, MLS ID 933889. Loan Officer, Gideon Reverse Mortgage, a division of American Pacific Mortgage. NMLS one Equal housing opportunity. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Imagine Family Dentistry invites you to make an appointment with Dr. Brett Holman. Dr. Holman has a full range of training and experience to help you and your family with all your dental needs and wants. While in the Army, he focused on smile restorations. He actually made crowns and dentures, so he knows what it takes to make your teeth beautiful and functional. We invite you to come in and meet Dr. Holman and see what you only have imagined. With our $75 new patient special, you'll save over $250 on your first visit. It includes a comprehensive oral exam, oral cancer screening, cavity detecting digital x-rays, professional cleaning and polishing, and a home health care kit, all for only $75. No gimmicks, no pressure, just straightforward communication person to person. Imagine what Dr. Brett Holman can do for you and your family. Imagine being in charge of your dental experience. Imagine saving money. Imagine saving time. Imagine smiling. Call 656-1111 today. Imagine family dentistry and Dr. Holman. Imagine the difference. I'm Deidre Hall with a message about your eye health. My mother had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD, which means my family members are at greater risk. I'm Dr. Sada of Duhini UCLA. AMD is the most common cause of severe irreversible vision loss in older adults. If a healthcare professional suspects AMD, a retina specialist can confirm the diagnosis and work with you on a treatment plan. Routine eye care can help maintain your vision. Visit GetEyeSmart.org for more information. This show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Cape Daly Show. We three kings of Orient Bearing gifts we traverse afar. Field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Came back. <laughs> I can talk today. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you're listening to the Kate Daly Show, and we love all of our global listeners. Thank you for tuning in and uh, turning our attention uh, to uh, the story, the biblical story that is the center of attention in December uh, for our country and uh, abroad. And we have Father Dwight Longnecker on with us, who has written about 15 books, and one of these books is uh, is the Magi book that he wrote. 
The Mystery of the Magi, The Quest to Identify the Three Wise Men. And I love the research he did. You know, at the end of the day, the story uh, of Christ is an important one and one that we all love. And I think that this is so compelling, some of the things that you have found. And we were just talking about Damascus, uh, Father Longnecker. Yes. Um, my speculation is that when the wise men uh, went home by a different route, that mm-hmm. they actually went to a nor- more northerly route and went to Damascus, which was a northern uh, city that was also under the Nabataean um, control at that time. Uh, it's complicated, but that, that's likely where they went. <clears throat> Interesting, and and so the you know, you know the the characterization of the of the um, of the three wise men um, has been has been one. But you you think that they actually probably had quite a bit of money because of the things they were able to bring, and uh, and that the story maybe maybe played out over a, a series of time because it would have had to to make that kind of voyage. And so there's no way they could have been there on that night. But uh, but you know we still love the the story the nativity scene we probably all have one of those in our homes but i love the fact that you're bringing out some of the you know these facts from the bible to kind of put them into the story this way it's, it's great yes the, the the facts as they came out and based on matthew's account don't really match up uh completely with the, the sort of traditions that we all practice and mm-hmm. it's fine to have those traditions but um they don't all connect with with matthew's gospel and if we understand that 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 that's fine yeah why the gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh well, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh were uh, actually, I believe, representative gifts of the Nabataean kingdom. That's where the finest gold in, in the ancient world was mined. That's where the, the mm-hmm. um, bushes for, for frankincense and myrrh actually grew. And so they would have been diplomatic gifts. Uh, my theory is that the wise men were uh, emissaries, diplomats from the court of uh, Aratus the, the Fourth, the mm-hmm. king of Nabatea, to King Herod and that these gifts were presented as were intended originally to be um, diplomatic gifts uh, representative of the Nabataean kingdom to Herod, uh, but then they went and and gave them to, to Jesus instead. Wow. I love it. Uh, the book, uh, The Mystery of the Magi, you've got to get this book. And then also you've been doing some research since we last spoke last year about the shepherds. I'd love to hear this too. Well, again, it's hard to fit it all into sure. a few minutes, but, uh, you know, again, the the idea that we have uh, in our tradition is that the shepherds were these homely, rustic, um, you know, country bumpkins who were sitting around the campfire and looked up and saw some angels and said, well, let's go into the city and see the little baby boy, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, sure. in fa- and in fact, what we're learning about, um, if, if you visit the shepherd's cave in Bethlehem, uh, which you can do if you go to pil- pilgrimage there, uh, you, we will learn that uh, this, it's much more complicated than that. And, and very simply put, uh, in uh, Jerusalem on Passover, t- tens of thousands of lambs would be sacrificed every year for the Passover. And so we asked, where did they get those lambs from? Well, they were actually doing some factory farming on the hills uh, not far from Jerusalem. And the Jewish law said that the Passover lamb had to be uh, had to be um, raised within six miles of Jerusalem. And Bethlehem is just five miles away from Jerusalem. So uh, the scholars and historians are beginning to believe that there was actually on the hillsides all over Bethlehem a huge factory farm, uh, basically, to raise all of the tens of thousands of lambs that had to be sacrificed every year um, in the spring. Hmm. And uh, that, therefore, the shepherds who were um, – le- le- the lambs that were being born in December – and, by the way, 
the breed of sheep in the Middle East is called the Aswazi sheep, mm-hmm. and they do not they do not uh, give birth in the spring. They give birth in December. So the shepherds were out there during the lambing season, uh, and the lambs that they were raising were actually um, had to be checked and purified by the priests because they had to re- meet the um, the stringent requirements for, of perfection for the Passover lambs, and that therefore the shepherds were very. Um, well-educated in the liturgy and the religion of the Jews in order to raise all these Passover lambs. Hmm. And uh, furthermore, when the lamb would be born, the Passover lamb would be born, it had to be wrapped up safely uh, Mm -hmm. in cloth uh, and laid in a little hollow, scooped out uh, hollow in the the stone, which would normally be used as a manger during the rest of the year. Uh, And uh, then the priest would come and inspect it to see that it was actually a perfect um, lamb that could be used for the sacrifice. So the, these shepherds, therefore, when the angels said, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger, they drew, the, and it said, this will be a sign unto you. These shepherds knew that they were not going to Bethlehem just to see an ordinary baby. Uh, they were going to see the Lamb of God because this baby was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger, just like the lambs that they were raising that night uh, and wrapping up in cloth and laying in a manger for the inspection. So um, hmm. this gives a huge level of new meaning to the story, the story yes, of the shepherds does. as well, uh, which is really very moving, because they were going, therefore, to see the newborn lamb of God, and they knew that's what they were going to go and see because of the message of the angel. Wow. That's awesome. I know. Yeah, that's really awesome. I know. I had absolutely but what no a, They must have had quite a, an operation to have as many as uh, 260,000 yeah. lambs a, a year be slaughtered at Passover. Yes, it would have been huge. Yes. And, and, and mm-hmm. they, they would, it would have been very commercial. They, they were raising it with, a, uh, as I say, factory farming. They would have had a whole system set up to be able to um, get all of those lambs uh, and have them ready to go for the spring sacrifice. You know, years ago I worked on a ranch, on a ranch a, mm-hmm. during lambing season, mm-hmm. and he had two bands of sheep. That's that's two thousand sheep. I can't imagine <laughs> two hundred sixty thousand. Yeah, you there were there were no country bumpkins there no. for sure in order to be able to corral and and and, and service that many. <laughs> It would wow. have had to have been a very highly managed uh, um, operation mm-hmm. and one which was, you know, very organized in order to do all of that. Um, so, yes, it's, this, all of this history is, <coughs> is, is fascinating because it sheds so much more light. And people will say, well, why isn't all of that in the gospel? But, well, because it didn't need to be. Remember, this was <laughs> the yeah. gospel of Matthew and, and Luke were written within 30 years or so of the death and resurrection of Jesus. So <coughs> the, the people back then would have known all of this without having to have it be written down. Right. But we've forgotten it over the 2,000 years. That is so true. I know in uh, the book uh, that, that you wrote about the wise men, the wise men traveled not on camels, but on horses, and that's something that's not widely known. Well, again, this is speculation, sure. but everybody's heard of Arabian horses, mm-hmm. and the, the Arabian horses were actually bred by the Nabataeans uh, during the, about a, they began a couple hundred years before Jesus' birth, mm-hmm. and the Arabian horses were the sort of luxury mode of transportation in their day. They were fleet, they were fast, uh, they could endure great hardship, and, and they could uh, they were very strong. Uh, and so uh, emissaries, ambassadors from one from the court of Aratus IV would most certainly have taken, uh, r- ridden on horse, horseback to, to, to the, the, the um, court of Herod 
uh, if they had camels, the camels would have been used as pack animals, but um, they would most certainly have made a, a rapid trip, uh, not very long, actually, between Petra and Jerusalem, um, probably a journey of less than a week uh, hmm. to be able to get there. Wow. You know, what, what fascinates me about this, and, and one of the reasons I, I really wanted to hear from you again, too, is it really solidifies the story Actually, more in fact, the way it would have happened or could have happened for even the strongest naysayer of this particular story, because like you said, back in the day, they would have known what they were talking about, and it might not make sense through a 2019 lens unless you looked at what you just researched and found. And that's what I think that you're bringing to this is the the authentication of, of what took place. In reality, well, which and, is and awesome. People have, people have commented about the book and said, you know, Father, they said you've written a book to displease everybody. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the, tradi- the traditionalists who are very fond of mm-hmm. the, what I call the Christmas card version with a wise man on camels following a magical star for a long, long journey over the desert from India and Africa and so forth, who were named Balthazar and Melchior and Caspar and all the rest of that. Uh, they're kind of disappointed because I'm saying, well, actually, Matthew doesn't say all that. And he doesn't even say there were three and he doesn't say there were kings and he doesn't say they rode camels. Um, so they're disappointed to have that sort of taken away from them. Mm-hmm. But then also the scholars who dismiss the whole thing as a fairy tale are also displeased because I'm saying, you know, um, it's not a fairy tale. It sounds very probable that these are historical figures. Wow. I love this. It is. And I think from a, from a matter of faith, I think mm-hmm. it's important. Yeah. You know, because and there is, is the that. I make in the book, because mm-hmm. it's important that our faith is actually historical. That yes. The Gospels are not fairy tales. Uh, they were not just sort of made up mm-hmm. in order to make this person, Jesus, into some kind of a magical person. Um, they're rooted in history, and I go through the, the foundation of that history uh, in the book, explaining why... The Gospels were mm-hmm. most probably written within 30 years of Jesus' death and resurrection when people were still living, eyewitnesses were still living, uh, and so the stories in the Gospels are uh, historically accurate. Wow. Anything else in the last uh, two minutes of the show, anything else about the shepherds that you'd like to share? Um, just that this uh, beautiful link with the uh, child in the manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes they knew was the Lamb of God, and that therefore the this theme right from the beginning of Jesus being the Lamb of God is woven into the story, and the original hearers back 2,000 years ago would have understood that completely. So when they read Luke's Gospel uh, about the shepherds going to see the Lamb of God, and then they read uh, about John the Baptist who points out to Jesus and to points to Jesus and says, "Behold, the Lamb of God." Uh, all the pieces of the puzzle would have would have fit together very neatly for them. Amen. Mm, that's really neat. And I, you know, the, the, the star of Bethlehem and all of the things that you've been describing, um, I just think it actually just roots itself a little bit more in that story. And I tend to think of these things. I was thinking of these things last time we had you on as I was reviewing the story once again Christmas <laughs> Eve. And I thought, I thought of you. I thought, yeah, I thought that's really a neat thing that you're doing. And I, if you've gotten any pushback, I feel bad about that because I actually think that you're doing such a service to be able to, to take to take these events and make them very real. I love this. Yes, uh, I, and in the book I was very careful not to take um, 
a kind of strident view, mm-hmm. saying that everything in the gospel story has to be 100% historically accurate, just as it's written. We can still allow for the, the scriptures to be inspired by the Bible, by, by the Holy Spirit, but, but still allow that uh, under the human writing of them, um, they, they might have got a, a, a few details wrong about mm-hmm. places or people. Um, we, we can allow for that. That, that That's we don't, it doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. our, our belief in the scriptures and, right. the, and the word of God don't rely uh, on 100% um, rock solid historical but, accuracy. Instead, we say that mm-hmm. um, basically the, the stories are, are historical right. and, uh, to be taken as historical. And we find uh, how they are rather than finding ways to say that they're not. The book is Mystery of the Magi, The Quest to Identify the Three Wise Men. I hope you do the one about the shepherds. We're visiting with uh, Father Longnecker, and I so appreciate you coming on. And really, when you talked about the wise men being skilled in looking up at the sky and being skilled in the art of figuring things out uh, in the sky, that makes more sense as to why they recognized that so quickly and knew. I thought that was cool. I I really love, uh, love this. Mystery of the Magi. Thank you, Father Longnecker. Really appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you for the invitation. Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas thank you. Mystery of the Magi. Get the book. Be right back on the Keith Daly Show. Hello, my name is Jordan, and I'm a marketing manager at Balance of Nature. My department is hiring for graphic designers, copywriters, and other specialized positions. Working in marketing is a moldable and exciting opportunity because we are always looking for new ways to engage with our customers. I'm looking for creative, outside the box thinkers to work on my team and make our customers feel welcomed in the balance of nature family come join the marketing team go to balanceofnature.com slash careers to apply for the graphic design position or one of our other positions today hi my name is Haley. i am the director of health coach training at balance of nature my department is currently hiring health coaches i have loved being a health coach it's an extremely fulfilling position and i'm excited to come to work every day I love seeing people as they make changes that are improving their quality of life. If you are a highly motivated person and care about helping others see success in their lives, I would encourage you to apply for the health coaching position today at balanceofnature.com slash careers. Greg again from the award-winning Gold Ore Store. I have a client that came into the store after the untimely death of her husband. Distraught over the financial situation she found herself in, she brought a box of items she was hoping she could sell to pay her mortgage. She told me how angry she was due to his spending habits. He would take all their discretionary funds and spend it. She said, and I quote, We live paycheck to paycheck, and it didn't matter how much I complained or screamed. I was so frustrated at his buying habits. Now I feel so ashamed for giving him such a hard time. I'm blown away at the value of the items sitting in our safe, unquote. Let me tell you, folks, he bought wisely. He hoarded gold, silver, graded coins, currency, and collectible items of value. She was able to pay her mortgage, funeral expenses, medical bills, and still plenty left over for her future. Come to the leader in southern Utah for coins, gold, silver, and so much more. 435-703-9119, goldorestore.com. The inflation killer. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. Best Mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the Best Mattress, 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? 
may have been a prepper your whole life or just decided to become a prepper within the last 30 days. Information is the most valuable commodity, and the experts at Your Family Still Matters have been prepping for over 30 years. New product is arriving daily, and you can subscribe to their newsletter for updates and specials. Call 628-7042, that's 628-7042, or come by Your Family Still Matters under the big yellow sign that says Paintball Food Storage and Violins. Having trouble with your heating system at home or work? Too cold, too hot, or not heating up your home or business evenly? Comfort Systems USA services all brands of equipment, specializes in residential and commercial heating service, commercial refrigeration, system replacements, and all maintenance. Comfort Systems USA has financing options on replacements. Schedule your repair. Call Dan to get your free heating system evaluation today. 435-274-2227. Comfort Systems USA, serving all of Southern Utah. Join the Regional Dixie Transportation Expo Tuesday, February 8th from 11 to 7 at the Dixie Convention Center. Learn more and comment on the Regional Transportation long-term plan and the future of transit in our area. Get updates on projects like the Mall Drive and the 3000 East Widening, the Zion Corridor Trail, the St. George Regional Airport Master Plan, and much more. Plus, experience the Zero Fatality Truck. Free to attend and all are welcome Tuesday, February 8th at the Dixie Convention Center. Transforming one's yard from beautiful to beautiful isn't rocket science, but is rock science. Beautify your yard with Grow Pro Landscaping. They can lay beautiful decorative rock, green your grass, get rid of weeds, and so much more. It'll change the missus reaction from, Honey, when are we going to fix our yard? To, Have I told you lately that I love you? GrowProUtah.com is your first step to an easier, better summer. When it comes to your yard and happiness, go to GrowProUtah.com today. The Kate Daly Show is brought to you by Your Family Still Matters, St. George, Utah's food storage and emergency supply store. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. This show is pre recorded. Now, call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Father uh, Dwight Longnecker, um, who came on DwightLongnecker.com, and also the book Mystery of the Magi, spelling out a, a bit more historical uh, story behind the story. And uh, I actually I liked his work. I thought it was great. I think that the more you can add to that in his uh, rooted in the time that it existed in and bringing in all the facts of, of where they might have come from and what exactly transpired, I thought that was great. What about you? Yeah, no, I, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, I'm probably going to read the book. I know. It is. It's really good. So a uh, big thank you to him. And, uh, of course, there was a, there was a story. Um, we covered the impeachment last hour, so I don't even want to touch it this hour. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I'm so sick of it already. 
Aren't you? Yeah, I am, and yet it never comes to an end. You know, <laughs> I'm going to bring this up real quick. Noah Feldman. Yeah. The Harvard uh-huh. professor yes. who was part of the impeachment thing. Uh-huh. A story came out today on Bloomberg, mm-hmm. written by him. Giuliani hints at a new defense. So what if Trump did it? What? That's it. That's the article. It's it's like... Oh, come on. What did he do? He did nothing. Yeah, oh, and so grief. the context of this is... Giuliani's hinting that, well, maybe he did do it, but there's still nothing wrong with it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, geez. I, I, I don't know. I just still worry... I still worry about it being in the sen- in, in the Senate because of this being annihilation of due process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really isn't about Trump; it's about due process. They're just uh, they just wanted this from the beginning, and they're they're finally getting their way, and the votes are in, and so it's like "Merry Christmas, you're impeached" was the headline, mm-hmm. right? But I'm worried about due process as you are, and uh, and I have a feeling that I don't know is the Senate actually going to do. I, I don't know. I don't trust a, him at all. It, it's a it's a cliffhanger. Uh, uh, Noah Feldman is a Trump hater as good as any of them. Yeah. So for him to write this doesn't surprise me, but yeah. they just won't let go. I'd like to get back to the old days when we actually used to just converse about policy. And yeah. there's lots of policies I don't like, and there's a lot that I do. And I would love to be able to tackle that instead of personality-driven hatred. That's what gets me on that. Anyway. If we went back through history based on what's happening now. Mm-hmm. And and went back and looked at every president through history mm-hmm. through this lens. <laughs> we could impeach every one of them. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the truth. I mean, I really impeach all members of Congress yep. all the way back a yep. uh, hundred years because of what's been taking place. Maybe that's what we should. That's do. what we should do. Um, take a good hard look at, at who's in office, also running the purse strings and everything else, because that's where you're going to find your biggest problem. It isn't so much the president as it is Congress. That that that's the issue, yep. and that's the issue that never gets talked about because everything gets dumped on the on the president. But no, it's it's the one with the most power, and that's Congress. Yep. What are they doing? Yeah. Why are they doing yeah, this? Yeah, I know. Why are they shoving it over to the Senate without doing much? There's a there's a good question for you. Um, but we did go through his letter to Nancy yep. Pelosi, which really was for the American people, and that's a good read. You'll have to read it because it does spell it all out, and it does it does really talk about the fact that there's there's really no evidence against him. It's just whatever they can say, abuse of power, whatever that means. I mean, it's very strange. There was a, a story that caught my eye that I I wondered what you guys thought about, and it was um, Netflix doesn't want your business if you're a Christian. Uh, Netflix has caused controversy by streaming a comedy special that depicts uh, Christ as, as a LGBT, as a homosexual, and his mother as, as God's pot-smoking mistress. Um, and this sacrilegious content, um, a skit that portrays uh, Christ as a, as a homicidal sadist. And Matt Walsh, who I used to be on The Blaze with, he said, uh, there's part of me that thinks that we should ignore this idiocy and go on with our day. It's so utterly <coughs> stupid and witless, just provocation for provocation's sake. He's right. Yes. That I fear we dignify it by responding with exactly the outrage that the creators of the special were banking on. In the end, what they produced is the intellectual equivalent of making a fart noise in our faces. <laughs> why, why pay it the respect uh, of getting angry about it? But Ultimately, it's 
this, he says, the total lack of any creative value that makes its existence on Netflix all the more worthy of condemnation. If this is some dumb skit on YouTube, it wouldn't warrant our attention. But Netflix, a a multi-billion dollar media conglomerate, decided to lend it the support and credibility of its massive platform. What reason is there to stream this tripe other than blatant screw you to its Christian customers? Netflix has the last temptation of Christ, too, which is equally sacrilegious, but at least it's a legitimate film uh, created by one of the best filmmakers in cinema history. This gay Jesus thing, on the other hand, serves no artistic purpose other than to desecrate what Christians hold dear just for the fun of it. What do you think? You know, you've never heard me to be one Mm -hmm. to go out and say, I'm not going to do this because they said this, or I'm not going to shop there because of this. I'm not big on that. But this is one case where I think if all Christians canceled their subscription to Netflix because Mm -hmm. they don't need Christians, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar company very long. No, they would not. No, they would not. Because a lot of people turn to Netflix so they can control their streaming and watching habits and And they can pick the stuff they want. And then this is put out there. Yeah. But just not even that. Just for the fact that their claim is... We don't need Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, he, and he said, put it this way, would Netflix ever play host to a whimsical comedy special that portrays Prophet Muhammad as a homosexual? Nope. They never would do that. Are you kidding me? They'd have groups up in arms. But for some reason, people are kind of silent about this. Um, you know, I always think that everything that, that occurs that you don't like, you have to let it in in order to have the ones that you do like, right? Uh, sort of, you know, the free speech argument. And we all understand that. Netflix can do what they want, but they also run the risk, and they know that, of putting on stuff that is very sacrilegious to people that, that people would find pretty offensive, too. And he's right. They wouldn't do this with Prophet Muhammad. No, they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, Netflix as a company, has mm-hmm. publicly condemned hatred and bullying. Right. Except when it comes to Christianity. Yeah. Then so hatred Christians and bullying can be is bullied, okay. but nobody yeah. else? Nobody else. So. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? It's very um, scriptural. Well, yeah. 888-673-1450. Um, so what he's saying is Christians uh, should cancel their Netflix subscriptions. He said, this isn't a boycott. It isn't even a statement on our part. Netflix is the one that made the statement. Yeah. The statement's clear. If you're a Christian, we don't want your business. Right. What else are we supposed to do but oblige? Okay. If you show up to someone's house party and they immediately scream in your face and call you a piece of garbage... You aren't going to stay around very long. You aren't welcome. And it's not your house. Fine. Why would you want to stick around anyway? And he's right. If we're not welcome to the Netflix party because they're willing and they knew that when they subscribed to this and said, yes, we want to have this on our multi-million dollar platform, then he's saying they're the ones screaming in your face. It's yep. their house. So uh, so you take your uh, collective millions of dollars in subscription fees and go elsewhere. What do you guys think? 888-673-1450. Is it something that you'd boycott? When do you boycott? And I know he's not calling this a boycott because he's saying, really, they boycotted us. Right. You know, they boycotted Christians in general. Is that okay? It se- this seems to come up a lot at this time of year. And, um, and I, I, feel like, I feel like we put on a shield and we take the hits like the entire month, maybe November and December. Um, and I feel like everything directed towards Christmas is just fine and dandy and people get away with 
everything they want to do. But when it comes to other things, like he's saying, um, other religions, other things, then you're not allowed to do that. That's bullying. But when it when it comes to Christianity, you know, you can't say Merry Christmas. You got to say Happy Holidays. Uh, if somebody has a nativity, uh, people like to say that you're not allowed to because that is, um, especially in the school, you're not allowed to because that's uh, you know church run religion. Even though kids aren't forced to go to church, <laughs> it's just a representation of the thing that we celebrate as a country, um, and this is really endemic to the United States. So. You know, what's the problem here? But it seems as though they sanction bullying towards Christianity. And I really wanted to get uh, your opinion out there. When is the time to say, oh, okay, then I'm out. All right, I won't do that anymore. I'm not going to patron that business anymore. I'm, I'm taking my dollars elsewhere, even to something that you really like, like Netflix. And maybe you really like being a part of Netflix. But when do you say I'm out? Yeah. You know, I don't know. 888-673-1450, 888-673-1450. I'd love to hear what you had to say on that. I really would. There's really no way around it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a show. And it's not like you have to watch it. You're not being no. forced to watch it. Um, so I can see the argument that way, too, uh, that they can represent all kinds of different types of... But if if... If, they're, if they would go so far as to not put anything up like this against another religion, then I'm going to have to say that they're picking and choosing what kind of crap they want to put on yeah. Netflix. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. I'll keep watching Netflix as long as there's stuff on there that I like to watch. You know, mm. if it gets to the point where this content just isn't appealing, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go somewhere else. Okay. And, you know, Netflix isn't the only game in in, in, in town. Right. You know, there's other services. Yep. Um, you know, I, I thought about, uh, like you were saying, is it seems like, you know, this time of year, Christians, uh, you know, kind of get, you know, beat up on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, what I look at is religious people, not just Christians, you know, religious people that I, that I know that, that, that I would say they take it serious, mm-hmm. you know, their beliefs, um, it, it brings peace to their lives in, in spite of opposition. And, you know, sure, these, these other companies or people, yeah, they might get one over. They so-called, they think they get one over on the Christians, but, but does that really bring them peace? Or is it just, you know, hey, we poked, we poked the Christians, ha-ha, you know, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, we, we don't have to fight every fight because, you know, when, when, you're, when you're living what you believe, you know, it should bring you peace right. and protection and, and happiness. and. You know, that's why you're going to see all this other mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it, it's that they're trying. It's like they're doing all these other things to get what we have, but they're never going to get it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Really love the phone call. Thank you for that. Uh, it was great. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's absolutely correct. Yeah. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. You know, this whole, case, this whole Netflix thing, Kate, mm-hmm. it, it just kills me because I got to tell you, I gave up television because I thought, whatever my entertainment needs to be met on Netflix, right? Right. But, so I don't know if you've ever watched the show, um, what is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, <clears throat> their television programming is very anti-Christian as well. So the only Christians that are being portrayed, mm-hmm. they're either complete idiots mm-hmm. or they're not knowledgeable about the Christian faith. So like Grey's Anatomy, for instance. I yeah. Know, but watch that. There's only been two people on there that have had Christian beliefs. One of them 
became a lesbian, and the other one is just a complete idiot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. They do portray us as yep. you know, gun wielding, complete redneck idiots. If you're a Christian, you're right. It's, it's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. So- I mean, they made, they made this one woman look like she was just a complete idiot. She's a Christian. How could she possibly be a surgeon? She's just obviously wow. that's a right from wrong and, and naive. And the other one, <laughs> yeah, very naive and, and not even not even intelligent about 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 Christian things. I mean, mm-hmm. just constantly having a problem, always saying, "How could God let this happen?" Just really unintelligent right. type of talk. Right. So yes. it doesn't surprise me that they're out to get us. Thank I, you. I know that they don't want our business. Yep. Yeah. Appreciate the phone call. Love that. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. All right, caller, you got 45 seconds. Go for it. 45 seconds. Family yep. Research Council this morning had a thing called Second Vote. Chick-fil-A is now supporting LGBTQ, mm-hmm. Hallmark, Netflix. Who else? So you might want to look that one up, secondvote.com, uh, whatever. Yes, I've seen that. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Yes, they, uh, they're they supporting a couple of groups I don't agree with at all. Very interesting. Well, yep. 2 Timothy 3, <laughs> 3.12. Uh-huh. In fact, everyone who mm-hmm. wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Mm, well, uh, certainly. and uh, We're there. Well... Yeah, and and I know because we, you know after doing this for eight years, man, the hits just keep on coming every single December. But you know what, though, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, nope. I'm I'm more. I have more faith, so it must be working in reverse. Maybe they've done a war on Christians because usually when they do a war, it increases. Okay, well, faith is increased. What can I say? Um, be faithful, be fearless. Thank you, Uncle Milty. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. And uh, of course, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Everybody have a great one. Go spend some time with your families. See you here tomorrow. Go to katedallyradio.com for the recorded uh, podcast of the show. Hi, guys. It's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic.